0: Right, welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. And you are in luck because this week I have the official historian of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, Kirsty in Perth, Australia. Kirsty, how are you?
1: Hi, good, thank you. How are you going?
0: Doing well, doing well. And also from Perth, but living in the United States in Kansas City, I have the flip flop guru. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? Doing well. And I have a question, Kirsty. Yes. A while back you gave you got some advice about flip flops from Matthew. Did you take any of that advice?
1: Uh I went into sketches um and they might be very good um, functionally, but I didn't think they looked very attractive.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> I had okay. to
1: buy them there. Okay. But uh thanks anyway.
3: I'm sorry to hear that. That didn't work out for you.
0: So what you're saying, know, though, that. is that you took the flip-flop guru's advice <laughs> on flip-flops. Well, of course. Okay. You're so, better
1: to you, ask than a flip-flop guru.
0: So, Matthew,
3: did you go into this? Did you go into the store asking for flip-flops? Or did you ask for something
0: else? Did you ask for thongs? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, obviously, you can ask for thongs in Australia, and nobody will bat an eyelid. There you go. That's <laughs> what what you they're go. called here.
0: There you go. That's funny. So
1: I mean, we could call you the thong guru, Matt. Oh, you know what?
0: <laughs>
3: There's a good one.
0: The thong guru. That's Thank even
3: better than the one I suggested a few minutes ago before this started.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Horse shit. Yes, I said <laughs> I'd. I'd
3: much rather go with that than the flip flop guru. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, if, I don't if,
3: think that's appropriate.
0: <laughs> Kirsty, I just wanted to. Uh, I know, this isn't supposed to be a commercial or anything, but I have some. Um, I have a pair of thongs down here flip-flops guess what brand Mm -hmm. they are Sketches. and guess who recommended them to me
1: the flip-flop guru you
0: got that right (laughs) tell you what the flip-flop guru with nothing but sketches that's right he lives and dies by them if i recall Mm
1: -hmm. brand loyal sketches trainers
0: (laughs) okay so let's get off the sketchers now that i (laughs) i I completely secured the nickname for matt now hopefully Mm -hmm. now before we talk about what we listen to, I wanted to just go over a little bit of Iron Maiden news because there's been a couple of things in the past couple of weeks that have come up. Um, and I wanted to just get you guys' take on it. The first of which was we got pictures of Bruce Dickinson with Roy Z. And the other news, I'm going to say both of them first so I can say something about it. The other news was we got a bunch of pictures of Iron Maiden showing up to do their tour rehearsals, to start the uh, Legacy of the Beast tour again. And I thought it was funny that they posted the Bruce and Roy Z stuff a week before Maiden shows up for their rehearsals, meaning whatever's done is done, right? With Roy Z and Bruce, mm-hmm.
1: Well, I would hope so. They've been working on it for years. <laughs> but, yeah, nothing made me more excited than seeing that. I've been looking forward to it for so long.
0: So how long do you think we're going to have to wait before we get something, like an official release from Bruce now?
1: Oh, I, I wouldn't like to say. I don't want to disappoint myself.
0: Yeah. What do you think is a fair but, guess, then? What do you think?
1: I uh, don't know. <laughs> well, probably a couple of months if I maiden is sharing it.
3: Okay. Well, so I wonder, I don't know. I, I could think six months, but I don't know if it would be that long at all. Because will he tour for it? That's the first thing I think of as to when he would release it. So if there was no intentions on touring for, because I don't think he toured for Book of Souls, oh, not Book of Souls,
0: Tyranny, Tyranny, Tyranny of, Souls. of
3: Souls. Yeah, from what I can remember, he didn't tour on that. So then, does it really matter when he puts it out? Um, so when, so when does Maiden start? Are they playing, are they start in Europe or South America when they kick up again. I can't
0: remember. Good thing we're not on an Iron Maiden podcast because if we were, at, yeah, least, I, at least one of them would but, know.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not. The reason why
1: I don't know is because I know they're not coming here. Mm, so,
0: way to go.
3: <laughs> I, know when, I know roughly when I'm going.
0: Way to bring uh, up bad how, memories, Matt.
3: I didn't mean to do that.
0: So, okay. I, so you're thinking six months, roughly possible.
3: Well, I mean, Maiden will be touring. So, what is it now? It's, it's just the start of May. So, November. I mean, they'll be in full swing. So will he put something out before then? Does it matter when he puts it out if they're not touring? I don't know.
0: It seems like they, yeah, that's a good question. It seems like they would want to maybe wait until they were done touring. But at the same time, I feel like the fact that they put this information out there, they threw those pictures out there means they're ready to put something out very soon. Mm -hmm. Because when is the last time they've had anything related to them two together? Any idea?
3: No, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, so so okay. So I yeah, I'm kind of with Kirsty. I'm hoping within a month or two, you know. Oh,
3: I I, I don't see it being that quickly uh, that it's all put together and
0: that would that mm-hmm. would really
3: surprise me in a good way. But I wonder if you've had six years to put an album together or longer than that now,
0: mm-hmm. will it be a double album? So it be? how long was it before Maiden started the Belshazzar's feast stuff. And before Senjutsu was out, it was very quick. It was like what, yeah, that was, two and a half months, yeah. maybe. Yeah. That, that surprised even.
3: me how fast, how fast that all moved.
0: That was it, really quick. You know, and you feel like that he probably has something ready and maybe we'll get something quickly like, like that. Maybe it'll be in the next couple months. I hope so. But you know, either way. Um, The other thing, obviously that I, I'm, a, I'm, Assuming both of you saw this, there was the pictures of Maiden showing up and a little uh, <laughs> I don't want to say anything about Dave Murray and uh, but Dave Murray looked like he hasn't been on a treadmill in a while, but uh, neither have <laughs> I, so <laughs> let me just say that. But it was it was it was nice to see all the guys showing up, you know. We saw Steve, the only, only one I don't recall seeing was Nico. I saw Steve, Bruce, Yannick, Dave, and Adrian. But I didn't. I don't recall seeing Nico. Did anyone? Did you see Nico? No. I don't. I don't even think I've seen the photo that you're talking about. Well, there's multiple photos. Uh, well, I haven't really. It, where did you see it? Uh, I saw it on the, on a Facebook page. Someone was posting it on Twitter, I think, somewhere. But it's just like it's just like they were showing up, and someone was on the other side of the street snapping pictures.
3: Oh, okay. You no, know, no, pi- pictures of them
0: carrying, you know, bags and suitcases, and you know, walking up and all that, but. So,
1: yeah. So it's not an official picture. So it's reasonable that one of them wouldn't be in it.
0: Yeah. But it was, it's nice to know that they're all together and they're getting ready to getting ready to start up. So very nice. Yeah. Wheels are in motion. The wheels are in motion. So nothing's gotten, you know, we're not at that stage where everything is getting canceled. Every, you know, you think you're going to go see something and then a week before all of a sudden everything shuts down again, kind of deal. So hopefully that doesn't happen. So
3: no, I was going to say, at least here in the U.S., everything's kind of um, getting back to normal as far as shows. Like no one's canceling shows.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Kirsty, have a, a to Have a. I have a question for Kirsty. Yes. What have you been listening to, Kirsty?
1: Okay. Well, as you know, I was at the beach with friends last week, so I put on my playlist that I've made for the beach, mm-hmm. uh, which is over six hours, because I find that. There's always something on there that someone likes. You can get away with a playlist much better than you can with playing albums when you're with other people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's got hard rock, metal, pop, grunge, indie bands. And I've been adding to it for a long time. And You've influenced it a bit because it's <laughs> got a little bit more um, songs that you've brought up on the past.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and I also played The Greats. Again, G-R-A-T-E-S. The Greats. It's the Australian band because, as I said, my whole family loved them. Okay. And then once the kids were back at school and I had the house to myself, I played Rage Against the Machine, self-titled,
0: which song? Which I haven't
1: played in ages.
0: Which is the big song on that one? Does that have Killing in the Name of?
1: Yes, and um, Bomb Track. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't played it in ages, but I knew every note. <laughs> and then the next day, um, do you know, I've been playing this game called Hurdle, which is um, an app.
0: I've seen but something you can, that you uh, post, yeah. Yeah,
1: you guess the tune. You can guess it in one second. And the next day, Killing in the Name of was the, was the
0: <laughs> song. So I
1: got that straight away. There you go. I played Primal Rock Rebellion again. It's been a while since I've said that. I used to play it every week. Yeah. that so was good. I wanted to play some Judas Priest because you and quite a few other people have been talking about them a lot lately. And mm-hmm. I'm reading Rob Halford's book. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what to put on, so I went with Priest Live.
0: Excellent. That's a good choice.
1: I've listened to lots of Voyager, um, the meaning of I, V, and Ghost Mile. And that's because I was going to see them.
2: Last
0: night? On
1: Friday. Last night? On Friday, um, they lifted up the restrictions so you can have full capacity in a venue don't need to show that you've been vaccinated or check in or wear a mask or anything nice that all started on friday so I was straight there friday night seeing voyager um it was just so exciting i was chatting to simone the guitarist beforehand and they were just absolutely stoked to be touring again I'm gonna go to europe and everything so that was a really big night for me it- was a real party atmosphere and it's just great to be singing along and you can actually feel the bass
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Did so, she yeah, ask to cool. get a picture with you or anything?
1: <laughs> no, and I didn't ask her either because I'm pretty cool like that.
0: She's like, aren't you the famous American-based podcaster? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not American. Um,
0: but you're on an American-based yeah. podcast, though. So.
1: Uh-huh. She just said, yeah,
2: whatever.
0: Yeah, I know. That's just like, yeah, <laughs> shut up. and.
1: Well, a girl did come up and approach us, but I think she just wanted to speak to Simone. She'd come on her own. She was from Sydney. Okay. That so was pretty brave, I think.
0: It's a long distance. Um,
1: yeah. And I got to the Voyager gig early because I was, like, really intrigued by the support act called Alter Boy. Um, six people, and three of them are deaf or hard of hearing. Huh. And um, they also have a a sign language person at the front.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, it was great music, actually. It was one of the better support acts I've seen. It was kind of arty electro pop, so I'm not sure how many of your listeners would really be into that. <laughs>
0: yeah. but, um, or how <laughs> many of the people you're talking I think, to. <laughs> I think
1: maybe because um, they've done Eurovision, yeah. So, which is something a bit poppier. Um, yeah, I enjoyed seeing the signers. The singer had a beautiful voice. And that's it apart from yesterday when I listened to a couple of Iron Maiden albums for a reason that we'll get into later. So I won't tell you which ones they were.
0: Okay. Um, I will say this. When I went to the uh, Maiden England show back in 2012, we mm. were at the front row in the second section. Matthew will know exactly where I'm talking about because he was at this show. And right in I didn't, front, I didn't see you there. Yeah, but you did. I trust did. that you were there. You saw me there. You just don't know that you saw me. <laughs> but right in front of me, there was like a little handicap section, like at the very back of the first section. And there was a guy doing sign language to people right in front of us. And I remember looking at that, going, Are these people here and they're deaf? Like they used to listen to Iron Maiden, maybe, and they're just want to see it and and feel well the, i
1: think you can see it and you can feel you it. you can feel and, it
0: and then you and can they're you know there's are
1: seeing death's of spectrum so sometimes they can hear something
0: yeah yeah but i just remember it, 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 how many times have you ever seen that going on at a concert when you mentioned that just now i, was, I totally forgot that mm-hmm. i'd seen that back then so i uh, saw they, sorry
1: i was just gonna say adam hills the comedian always has somebody signing in his comedy gigs
0: interesting Matthew?
3: Uh, I saw I saw a five-finger death punch in anthrax uh, about probably 10 years ago now. And that was the same thing. There, I'd never seen a, a – um, Matt, the uh, middle, the middle finger years. doesn't
0: count as sign language, Matt. Oh, doesn't it? No. I, I
3: thought it when you did that to me. <laughs> no, it's interesting to see, but I don't think that it – I don't think it's just a, a standard. I think someone's got to request that here. I don't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm sure I'd seen It, it doesn't just happen. Like yeah. if someone requests it, didn't yeah. they obligated to fulfill that request is what I understood, but I could also be wrong.
0: You mean like at the front of the stage or like, cause I mean, like I said, these people were like, it was, it was like three people there that they were doing it for when I saw it. So yeah, well, this was just off to the side of the stage. Okay. That's where, interesting. Where they had that. Mm-hmm. It was a well, sure, show.
1: But in this band, they were right on the stage and they were performing. Interesting. They were actually members of the band.
0: Mm. Well, Matt, I, I know you're not deaf. Did what? you listen to any music this week? I did listen to some music this week. I started
3: my week with some Bad Magic by Motorhead. And I think that I had spoken to you just after I listened to this, maybe because I was on a um, a little, why did I never listen to this band earlier? And I don't know. I just, I wish, I feel like I got jipped. I used to think that it was all too heavy when I was younger. And it's not the case at all. It is, as Lemmy said, just, good old rock and roll love it um some i don't know if we decided is it dynasty or
0: dynasty dinners is
1: dynasty gotta
0: ask james james will know uh, you just got you it from
1: definitely say dynasty
0: kirstie okay. just said it matt all right i, go I, with I that might question. be joking around but Kirsty don't joke around come on <laughs> <laughs>
3: The Dark Delight. So I think I I listened to it again today, but I've been listening to it all throughout the week. I still can't get enough of this. Yeah. And, um, I love that. Uh, some blaze. I listened to the man who would not die, uh, Mm -hmm. promise and terror. And I also listened to the King of metal and the King of metal one. That's from a few years later. It's 2012. That was okay. But I really like those earlier ones. Um, Promising Terror and Man Who Would Not Die. Mm-hmm. And I talked to you about it during the week, and I wish that Maiden had utilized Blaze in the way that he should have been utilized. Like his music was so different
2: mm-hmm. after
3: he left Maiden, so much better. And I just wish that they could have let him do his thing within the, um, the concept that Maiden would wanted to use him for. But they didn't, and it went the way it did, but he has some excellent stuff, so I Ooh. really enjoyed that. So I was prompted to listen to something after being endlessly bombarded with Twitter comments. <laughs> you know
0: where well, I'm going here. I think so.' Let's say
3: Blaze had the man who would not die. Twitter has the thread that will not die. <laughs> so how well, you mute it?: <laughs> Yeah, but then at FOmo then I'm missing out. I might miss out on something. You can still go back and read it. <laughs> uh, maybe, but no. So I went listen to Kiss "Rock and Roll Over." There'd been a whole lot of talk on that at one point as well, mm-hmm. and that was the only reason I went back and listened to it. And I was like, you know what? It was not too bad. I had listened to it for a long time, and I don't know. For the most part of that, I pretty much enjoyed it. But I'll probably leave it alone for a little while now, and then just go back to reading comments on that's on not Twitter.
0: But that's not <laughs> the album with "Going Blind," though. No, it's not. Okay. But there was talk there on rock and roll overs better than this or something. Oh yeah, something. yeah, I saw some of that too. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, it's been a long time. I've forgotten.
3: Okay, listen to it because most of that stuff I used to listen to a lot of it like thirty odd years ago. Not so much anything by Kiss anymore,
0: and no, I enjoyed it. I was at somebody's house today, and they had a lot of records and we were looking at them and I had Sarah with me too. And we were looking at, we had the love gun album and rock and roll over like, you know, full vinyl old school right in front of us. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Sarah, which one of those album covers is better? Cause you know, they're both really cool album covers. Yeah. How long do you think it took her to point to rock and roll over?
3: Uh, probably almost instantaneous.
0: Instantly. She was like that one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I agree yeah. too. But love gun. I
3: don't know. i I listened to that. I think it was early this year or late last year. I don't care for that as much. There's some good songs on it, but that's kind of hitting this for me, that one. Okay. Um, The Almighty, uh, Crank. I think I've cranked that up a few times this year. Okay. I have some love for The Almighty. And, oh, you know what? I've got a couple of albums here, but I won't say what they are. As Kirsty said. Okay. That's cool. For reasons uh, that'll be discussed later. Okay. But not too much, not too much this week.
0: Okay. Well, me and I can't wait. To hear Matthew's reaction, Kirsty, when I name. Um, well, one album I listened to was uh, The Winery Dogs. I listened to Hot Streak. I hadn't listened to that in a while, and I thought, you know, I need to try to break up my music listening a little bit here. You know, and I listened to a couple of albums by Queensryche. I didn't listen to anything last week. I listened to The Warning and Here in the Now Frontier. I'm. Did something, I'm, I'm I'm trying to do a little a bit of a, uh, where are you, oh, I can't think of the word. I made a playlist of two Aussie albums. I'm trying to see if I, because I put every song, the the 10 best songs that I liked on it. And I thought, let me see if listening to this album that I have deemed called Black Scream instead of uh, I took the combination of scream and black. I can't think of the name of it. It's late for me. I'm sorry. Um, Black rain and scream. So black, I called it black scream and I'm doing an experiment. That's the word I couldn't think of to see after listening to it as a playlist for a couple of weeks. Then I'm going to go back and listen to the albums and see if it makes me not want to hear the full albums as much anymore. Mm. So it's going to be a little bit of an experiment that I'm going to do uh, and just see how it works out. Cause I don't, I'm not a playlist guy at all. Um, and I listened to one other album this week, Matthew.
3: Is this the one that you're waiting for my reaction on
0: the name of the band? I'm hoping it's something I might like is. Yep. Black Sabbath. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, but you've been asking me, or you, you haven't listened to them in a while.
3: I thought you were going to say I listened to Dynasty, or Dynasty, The Dark Delight. Mm. I, after st- I, I know, it I, st- so I
0: still haven't gotten around Go to it. I've got that one song still. so. But I listened to, to uh, Technical Ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. there's some really good stuff on that album, and there's some pretty rough stuff on that album, too. But I like that album. So So that's all I listen to musically. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts this week. So I'm going to go into the podcast I'll listen to real quick here. Uh, the Shout It Out Loudcast. I listened to three episodes of them. Well, kind of four. Uh, one is called Paul Stanley versus the Radio Chick. He did an interview on the radio, and they talk about a, the interview he did where the radio chick, which is what her name is on the radio, starts the interview off by saying, I don't think Kiss belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hang on. She said that to him directly first, first thing she said to him and like Paul went, he went on a rampage after that. Like he just kept saying things to her and just like, like very subtle things, you know, like one thing was, he was like, well, that's how, that's how come I'm where I'm at in life and you're where you're at in life. And just, Uh, he, he just kept taking these little subtle digs at her. Yeah. And so, but I was like, I couldn't believe that he, who would like, even her producer said, that's the kind of question you end an interview with, not start with. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. And and then he was on there to promote an art show anyway, not to mm. talk about, you know. So I was like, why would you even start there? What the, just a shock jock type of thing, you know. Yeah, but, make, try and make a name for yourself, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um they did an interview with a a guy named Adam Mitchell who has written a lot of songs with a lot of people. Um he but he wrote with Kiss on Creatures of the Night, uh, Crazy Nights, uh, Kiss Killers, um, at a time when they were really in need of some writing help. And that was a very, very cool interview. Um, they, I listened to an episode they did called Psycho Circus, and these are all shouted-out loudcasts. Then I listened to uh, Top 5 with Joey Casada. I listened to quite a few of his episodes, and the first one was called The Top 5 Worst Kiss Songs. And the two guys from a It Out Loud cast were on that episode. So it's kind of like I listened to a lot of their episodes and a lot of his. Um, I listened to one called The Playground Reunion Special. That was his first band, was Playground. And he had every guy that was in the band, at least at a certain stage. And they talked about the history of their band getting together when they started and all these things. And it was really, it's a long pod. It was like four hours long, but I had a four hour drive. So I listened to it the whole way it was really cool to just listen to a group of guys. And some of them hadn't talked to each other in 30 years to just listen to them, talk about things, how things went down, what they did wrong, what they could have done better in the band together. It was a very cool, like it was almost like sitting into the and in, in listening to a band conversation, like just, and they didn't know you were there, but they were still having the conversation. It was really cool. Um, this is one that uh, maybe both of you could relate to at some point. I really I've never been drunk in my life, so I can't relate. But they have they did one called Alcoholic Drinks You'd Wish Never Touched Your Lips. <laughs> so
1: I can definitely relate.
0: Yeah. And and the funny thing about, it, like I said, the funny the funniest thing about these episodes is they start telling stories of, well, yeah, remember when we did this, and then they go into this story about something, and it's just like they're like I said, it's the whole, the whole just it's the backstories that, that make the episodes so funny. Um, And the last one I listened to by that podcast was it was today I listened. It was called top five favorite candies, like candy you would eat. And it was, it was good. They picked some candies I've had before. Uh, I listened to one of your favorite podcasts, Matt, uh, history uncovered.
3: Mm, Okay. Which one?
0: Listened to two episodes and they were both short. Uh, Mm. One was the real life gangsters behind Don Corleone.
2: Mm.
0: It's like, it's like 12 minutes long. Yeah, and, and then the next one, and you might know why I would have listened to this one, was about it was Ed Gein, the butcher of Plainfield. You ever heard? Oh, of him?
3: I saw it, but I haven't listened to it yet. But
0: you know who he was, right? You know why I would why I would have heard of him before.
3: Tell tell the people.
0: Slayer has a song about him, and he was like a um, what was he a cannibal. Or Uh, they said that the movie character Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based on him. They said uh, the character, I don't remember the name, Silence of the Lambs, whatever his character name was, was based on him. And um, there was one other pretty gruesome horror story movie character that was based on this guy. And he was lampshades out of people's skin. Just, just. Horrible, horrible person, horrible things. It was very interesting to hear how he was raised,,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, but it was a terrible person, man. uh, I listened to one of Kirsty's favorite podcasts, uh Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast from here to eternity, and I liked when he said that this song was hell, something along those lines. I was like, I totally agreed with his analysis. He was basically like, this song is garbage and <laughs> Uh, I listened to uh, an a, a podcast called Diary of the Mad Men, and that was called Speak of the Devils, Volume 1. They just answered questions, uh, kind of like Uncle Steve up at the beach or whatever. I did that one time, except no one asked me any good questions like they were. They were asking them questions like they were really concerned to know about Ozzy and things about Ozzy. And people were asking me like um, about peanut butter sandwiches. and, <laughs> <laughs> and Right, Cursey? Right you, cur- right you, cur- you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Do what?
3: And do you still have to wash your own clothes now that you're a famous podcaster?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was from you. <laughs> what was it that uh, Coco asked? Was, was it, she said, do you put jelly on sandwiches or something? You do remember? you
1: really eat, do your Americans really eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches?
0: That's right. That's right. And I sent her a bottle of jelly. And what was the result of that again?
1: Um, she quite liked it, but she didn't like it with the peanut butter. mm um, yeah. But Aaron and I really liked it. Very <laughs> that's good. My husband, yeah. I said his actual name.
3: Not oh, like wow. Like you two. Yeah. I used to do that when I was a kid, but I, the only reason <laughs> I ever did it was because I'd seen it. I think it was like different strokes. <laughs>
0: mm. So, other than that, it wasn't a big thing. I don't so, you had well. never had that before then, Kirsty? That mix? No. No. I, really? Okay.
1: I mean, I was aware of it. Sure, sure. I've sure. never really fancied trying it.
0: Okay, okay. I still eat it from time to time. That's funny because that's just like. Very, very, I mean, that was like, Just a, as a little kid, like a staple. have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, um, and the last podcast up for the week that I listened to was the podcast called asylum tales from the Devereaux diaries. Uh, it's a kiss podcast and they did one about the band that kiss was before they were kiss called wicked Lester. They went through the album that they, that wicked Lester recorded and they discussed all the songs and they played some of them, and I heard songs that I'd never heard in my life before that I thought were pretty interesting. So it was very enjoyable. So, um, Kirsty, did you listen to any podcasts?
1: Well, I did. Um, I didn't listen to your podcast about um, the interview with the director because I've already listened to it a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um, through the Patreon. And it was really good, and I watched um, the YouTube yeah. documentary as well. Yeah. It wasn't one I could skip, though, because I needed to know what you and Matt had been listening to. I needed what? to know if Matt had listened to um, Motorhead
0: or Dynasty. Or what was, was the band, to. Matt? What was the band that, that she that was wrong? Oath, yeah, Oath, Oath S- 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 yeah S-
1: that's okay.
3: No, I, I listened to. It, I was like, this is not what I was talking about at all. No, but Primordial. I was, yeah, um, I was out in the backyard this afternoon and listened to some more Primordial. And there we I go, like we that. got
1: there in the end.
2: We did, <laughs> we did.
1: It's yeah, good stuff. Um. And also, because I'm a Patreon, I was able to listen to your A Night with Bruce Dickinson review again. Um, but the, this time, the director's cut with Matt's laughter turned up, which was great. You could hear every little squeak and snort coming out of Matt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Despite my my best efforts. Yeah. It, it doesn't
1: sound like you're trying at all. You're so Oh, I, I, I was <laughs> trying. I'll, that's, yeah. Did you hear it?
3: No, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. There, there were things from
1: it that I'd forgotten, um, and I never tire that tire of that episode. So, yeah. But I was
3: I'll Ian? Be honest, I have listened to that episode again since because yeah. it does make me laugh in all the same places. It's gold. I'm not laughing at me laughing. I'm just yeah. laughing at You're Steve.
0: Laughing at him. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. A downward spiral. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I listened to two episodes of Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast because I was a bit behind. So Be Quick or Be Dead and From Here to Eternity. So that was great fun. Um, yeah, I also agreed with his thoughts on From Here to Eternity.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm looking forward to Afraid to Shoot Strangers tomorrow. That's hopefully going to be a bit, a bit more positive.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And as well, if I ho- Hopefully T-Rev will enough- be
0: back. <laughs> T-Rev. Yeah, T-Rev. He'll be back. i
1: getting enough Iron Maiden podcasts. I started Feckin' Metal Spectulator. 11 episode
0: uh-huh.
1: with Andrew DeBroy. Um, I'm only up to future reels so far, but it's good so far. Okay. And that's it for me.
3: Matthew? I started the week with some Eddie drunk. They had Tom Keither on there from Cinderella, or formerly of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he's getting ready to go back out on the road at last and with his own band now, obviously not Cinderella. And I yeah. cannot, was it, who was it the past in there? I can't think of what his name is. Jeff Labar. Yeah. So he touched on him a little bit, but Tom's another dude who sounds really chilled as well. And he's got a really, really distinct voice. Like I don't mind some of the stuff that I've heard of him.
0: I um, met him. I met him once.
3: You did. You said that was like one of the best shows. Oh yeah. Was it long yeah. cold winter?
0: Yeah. He was at a guitar show and I was walking around and I just was like walking by and I'm like, Holy crap. That's Tom Kiefer. And I went up and, and just told him, I said, "Man, I, the Long Cold Winter Tour, yes, that was, show was incredible. Like it was such a great production and just so well done." And, and I told him, I said, "I said that was probably at that point in my life. I said that's the best show I've ever seen in my life." And I said, and I just remember saying, "And I've seen Kiss before." And he goes, "Oh wow, thanks." <laughs> but he was super, super nice. Yeah, very humble guy. Seemed like.
3: But it sounds like they used to put on some pretty good shows, and
0: I almost got to
3: see them once. Uh, there was a little outdoor place, um, almost like a little dive place, uh, probably like 10 years or so ago. And But he was sick. He was in the bus, and I was talking to the, the bass player. And he's like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen tonight. And so sadly, I missed out. That was the only chance I ever had. Yeah. Um, but I listened. After all your recommendations, I had actually followed up a couple of the things that you listened to. Mm-hmm. So I, too, had listened to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Mm-hmm. And this is an episode where you were on it as it turned out top albums of 83. Yeah. But but for those who listen to it they might not know it's you because you were Uncle Mike, you were Uncle Steve, <laughs> yeah. you were Uncle everything else. I think you Uncle Steve, sorry.
0: That cracked me up when I did that when he did Frank that. Yeah,
3: whatever. else. it was pretty good though. I thought you did a good job. Held your own. Thank you.
0: Uh, I really I really enjoyed it. I I entered the 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 next contest too, so uh, yeah, did, you, did you really do that when you're on there with him? No, 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 no. I uh, I just, pre- I didn't know the answer. I waited a week because I was like, it's not really fair for me to try to win it again. You know, I was already got to be on it. But then I, after a week, I started listening to his book. And when I heard the answer, I was like, okay, I'll do it now. Because I thought uh, I I fairly did it. And, you know, I haven't heard anything. I, I would love to, to come back and then have them just make me a regular. And every time it would just say contest winner <laughs> on the screen. So,
3: but what I thought was interesting about that was you were kind of like the odd man out when they were talking about top five albums i was just expecting like hard rock metal yeah 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 and so it's like okay there's uncle steve
0: representing metal yeah
3: so that was good not not there was anything wrong with the stuff that they were putting out there it was interesting yeah they're more diverse
0: a lot more diverse than me
3: i didn't realize it was going to be like that but it didn't stop me from enjoying it at all uh so the metal gods i Finished the Wild Nights episode because I think last week I said I'd gotten halfway through it and just I was time poor. Okay. And uh, well, that's good. So get through it. I did. Just took me two sessions to get through that. Yeah. But I thought that the three of them make an interesting. There's an interesting dynamic between them all, and I think that they work pretty well together. So if it happens again, all well and good.
0: Maybe. uh, but, Maybe. Well, maybe they could just bring Melissa on. Permanently, I mean, she's an old school. She's an old school priest fan. She yeah. has something that neither one of them will have. I mean, she was seeing Priest well before either one of those guys were born. Plenty of history there. Plenty of knowledge.
3: Absolutely. Utilize it. Yeah, yeah. No, because you don't get all those stories from from a know, couple of
0: twenty-something-year-old guys.
3: <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a whole different. Exp- well, the whole concert-going experience has changed. Yeah. Uh, now.
0: Yeah. But no, absolutely, It's
3: it all right. And then after that, I listened to – I'm about three or four weeks behind on the Jim Jefferies episodes that I like to listen to, so I picked up a couple there. Uh, one was on professional wrestling with a like out of Australia called Jonah. I think he wrestles in Japan now, he said. Okay. And then a Kelly Hart, who's a skateboarder, and both of those are pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Like He's pretty funny sort of like Jim Jefferies, I think. And then the last one that I listened to just on Friday, you also touched upon – asylum tales from the devere diaries also the wicked lester because i think i had listened to it just prior to you and i mentioned. you did yeah yeah and i liked it i liked some of the i didn't like all the music that they played on there by wicked lester but i was just interested because i knew of wicked lester yeah but i'd never actually heard anything by them that i was aware of and some of it's um very folky but yes it's still catchy yeah so it was interesting, but um, no, I like that. That's, uh, that was pretty interesting. I'll probably go back and I'll probably cherry pick on their, sure, sure. their podcast, only because I'm not a big Kiss fan. Like 15, 20 years ago, probably a different story, but um, unless there's lots of other stuff to dive into as well. Like I like their banter yeah. as well, but um, no, I did enjoy the Wicked Lister episode.
0: Well, you, and I, you and I did that album, uh, Dinnersty, Maybe you could go mm-hmm. and find out if they've done it and then listen to their, see what they see, if they agreed with us or not. True. Could be a gateway. And I still stand by what we said on that. I think we can lay yeah. with a, a new appreciation for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anything um, else that you, uh, any other podcasts? Oh,
3: sorry. I did listen to you actually. Oh, and
0: I wasn't asking for that. I, <laughs> I, mean, I listened no, to I, me too. I just don't ever say it.
3: No, I forgot to put that on here. I did listen to it and you know, it was good. And I, um, I told you already that I'd listened to it during the week. I remember. And I was very impressed, not with your performance, <laughs> but with that of your guest, because and I, yeah. his name is, is my mind at the, the moment. David Van Taylor. David. But he seems like a very nice guy. And I was especially appreciative of he would choose his words carefully, Yeah. which sometimes, you know, it's being guarded. But with him, it sounded like out of respect, if nothing else. Very and much I, so, yeah. And I just thought that was a, a really good listen. It was very interesting to to hear some of the backgrounds and uh, and some of the stuff that he shared, you know, some of the personal stuff as well. Yeah. And that's what uh, I was telling my wife. Yeah,
0: it was very good. Very good listen. So good job on that, Uncle Steve. Yeah, I'll I'll say a couple of things about that because uh I, you know, had we had obviously we had that conversation in December and I did not realize listening back to it. Like when I, I listened to it and I thought, Oh my gosh, I sound like Chris Farley on the sketch that he talks to Paul McCartney. You know, he's like, you, you remember that scene? Whenever that guy got up on the stand and said this, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, I just felt like my questions were very, cause there's one point where I asked him something and he, and I was when he would answer a question a certain way, it would change the way I wanted, where I wanted to go sometimes. And so I'd be like, I could, but I heard myself one time and I went, okay. Um, Okay. Okay. Like I was like trying to like psych myself at, it sounded like I was trying to psych myself and it made me think of Chris Farley. And I sent him, I sent him a message uh, the day before it came out and I said, "Hey, I listened to this conversation we had again and I just got to apologize cuz I feel like Chris Farley, you know, talking to Paul McCartney. He goes, "I didn't get any any uh thought of that when we talked. I really enjoyed our conversation." I was like, "Okay, but I feel that one. it just made me feel kind of funny. But also listening back sometimes you don't, you know, sometimes you're you're involved in a big conversation and you don't take everything in and mm-hmm. At the very, very end of the conversation, you know, he was kind of strapped for time toward the end and had to go, but he opened up and shared about his wife that had passed away and we were almost done. And for him to have done that really, it just, it, it said something about him, you know, that he cared enough about the whole conversation conversation to share something very, very, uh, very important and delicate and, and just uh, personal. And yeah,
3: o- over and above your subject matter,
0: absolutely. And yeah, I had I have nothing but respect for the guy. He uh he did a good job, and, he, and the fact that he kept in touch with uh, Ray's uh, was it Ray James's mother up until she passed. That says a lot. That says a lot. He's still in touch with one of the the one of the kids that's in the doc. Like still, mm-hmm. I mean, they made the doc in nineteen ninety ish. Yeah, two thousand and twenty two, and he's still keeping in touch with these people. And I was like, that says a lot, a lot, a lot. So, but after all of that, that's all of the podcast. That's all the music. I think now Matt Kirsty, it's time for a little bit of audience participation. And as long as it took us to get through the listens, it'll take us one uh, very short amount of time to get through this because uh, unless you t- unless you do an Iron Maiden podcast and talk about Iron Maiden, people aren't really as interested in, in sharing it, Matt. <laughs> so um, so I got two retweets this week, uh, but you'll be happy to know who they're from. One of them is from a, a guy in Florida, goes by the name of Justin. I laughed so hard my abs hurt, Costaldo. He retweeted it. And another one was uh, a guy uh, who lives in the USA, his royal dudeness, Dave, he, sh- he retweeted it. And uh, so let's go to the quotes Got twice as many Queetroats as uh, retweets. So uh, one of them, this sounds familiar. Another guy named Justin, I laughed so hard my abs hurt, Castaldo. Uh, he said, en- enjoyed this episode discussing Dream Deceivers, the story behind James Vance versus Judas Priest. Great interview, Steve. I'll have to go back and watch the doc again. It's been a while. Thank you, sir. Uh, The Scouser, David Laird in Liverpool, England said, Very insightful episode to understand the approach David took to create the documentary. I agree. Uh, He said, Credit to his approach and integrity, he was able to maintain those relationships years later. Definitely. Uh, Thane of the Woods, who's in Indiana, He said very insightful episode to understand the approach David took to create the documentary credit to his approach. And, and uh, you know what? I got the same exact thing written down for both of them. So I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, And (laughs) Gen Marietani in Chiba, Japan. He said, I've listened to only the first 30 minutes so far. But I need to comment right now. This episode is super interesting. I've got some emotions going on a few times already. It's been a long time since I watched this documentary. I must go back now and watch it again. Wow. So thank you for everybody that shared, that took the time to do that. Um, Thane of the Woods, this is what he actually said. <laughs> he said, Settling in with the post show right now. We'll listen to the priest commentary on the way home. Interesting topic and looking back on it after different times in one's life, the perspective. So, yeah. We should get into the topic for the week, right? You guys okay for that?
1: No, I need to have a Spoko first.
3: (laughs) I
0: need to go get a stiff drink. Yeah. Well, people that are listening are definitely. Yeah, I guess let's just go ahead and make that recommendation. Go get a stiff drink. Pause the episode. Go get you a stiff drink. A good, comfortable chair, Matt, wouldn't you think?
3: You might need it. Yeah. Because
0: you know what? These things that you put out there
3: that you make us, you know. That I make you participate in? Exactly. I don't know what the, you and Kirsty both, all your controversial opinions that you come up with.
1: Oh, you opinion. never have any. Okay. Well, I'm not joking. I'm going to just pause for a couple of minutes just to go and get my stiff drink now.
0: We'll be back after these messages. All right. We can avoid it no more. Let's just get into this and uh, what we're going to talk about. Uh, we already know. We're, that's the reason we're avoiding it. But And everybody, I guess, probably knows based on the title of the episode. But what we're going to do is rank the six least best Iron Maiden albums. Kirstie should be familiar with the number six, right, Kirstie? You were number six once. Correct. So, uh, the prisoner is number six. So, why not use the number six? So, unless y'all want to add a seventh one, y'all want to add us? No, a se- <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: just, no, no, I, I didn't like doing this, and I said that before, um, we started. I did not like, this doing, is like this at all.
1: doing album rankings, and I'm also not much of a ranker, and
0: um, oh, what? Um, yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> say again? But I'm
1: not much of a ranker.
0: <laughs> Neither am I. It didn't work out for me. <laughs> oh, he knows now. He's, he's up to speed. Yeah. 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 Now, there, there, there is one rule that I came up with because I thought if we ranked our six least best, then that would give away what we thought were the six least best albums in the entire catalog.
3: Bruce. S- Bruce only album. Yes. has
0: to be a Bruce album because... Bruce is the definitive guy. It's too easy. It would be too easy. I assume that all of us would have the two blaze albums down there. And there's probably a couple of other albums that might be down there that where we all might be using the same. So it really wouldn't make it, but we're only having to be a little more trying hard to get a couple more. And I thought it'd be harder to have to come up with six. Cause I felt like there's four albums that you're going to have to work at instead of just two. So at least that's my opinion. And how we're going to do this because if anybody listens to this podcast, if this is your first episode, welcome. But if not, you probably already know what my least favorite Iron Maiden album is. There's no, the counselor, Matt, he likes to, he likes the element of surprise. And if we start from the worst or least worst or least best, (laughs) if we start there, That's all. The suspense is going to be in, okay. Well, I'm sure you're going to have fear of the dark, but are you going to have something? the you know what else are you going to have? Something in the classic era. Something. Are you trying to
3: say we're not doing council order, council's order?
0: We're 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 reversing it to keep the council's order effect in place because Mm -hmm. it's the effect that comes along with it. There's no element of surprise once you get to a certain level, and the only way we could have the element of surprise is to reverse these. So we are going to list and we'll go. So our, so I'll be very clear, not for you guys. Cause I know you understand this, but just so anybody's listening, when we say our number six, that means we feel like that is the least best album. Number five is the step above that. Number four, a step above that and so on and so on. So I think that, does that make it clear? I don't know. From what I've seen, the
3: so. doing the people that do polls, maybe not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, read carefully. Listen again, rewind it, and listen to that three or four times until you make until you understand. And I think when you hear our number six, you'll understand at least me. I'm gonna go first this time. I don't usually go first. I always let Kirsty go first, but I think Kirsty doesn't. You know what? I know. I'm gonna let you go first on this one, Kirsty, because there's no pressure on your least favorite, least best one. So what's what, what is yeah. your number six? least best iron maiden album
1: well you already know um and every time i try to rank the iron maiden albums this is the only one that stays in the same place (laughs) at number 17 um (laughs) it's fear of the dark and you might have guessed that from two weeks ago when i said i didn't like four of them when Mm -hmm. we were doing the least best run of three songs so I don't really like Weekend Warrior, Chains of Misery, Fear is the Key, The Apparition, or the Fugitive that much. So obviously.
0: what about From Here to Eternity?
1: Oh, I forgot to say that one.
0: (laughs) This album just got worse. Yeah. She's like, Can I can I I put it at um, Can I I put it at number eighteen just in case they make a new album?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Does the album cover redeem anything on this?
1: I do like the album cover. Yes. And I like Afraid to shoot strangers, do just be my guide? Fear of the dark,
0: alright, and yeah. Yeah, there's some, some there's some them. it's not that there's everything's terrible. There. Even in these songs, like Weekend Warrior, there's a good guitar solo, there's some good rhythm lines in it, but Oh if, sure. If Weekend Warrior, Chains of Misery, The Fugitive, which the Fugitive isn't as terrible, From Here to Eternity, Fear is the Key, The Apparition, if any of those songs were on any other album they would probably be the worst song on that album and what's here's what's really terrible let me just ask you this Kirsty so I can say this what's what would you say is the worst song on this album
1: um my least favorite is fair is the key I think
0: okay so what would your next one be
1: the apparition oh no they're all quite bad
0: okay okay so I, I want you to do the same too <laughs> so as bad as the apparition is. It's not even the worst song on this album <laughs> that says something. So, me. so, um, Matthew, you're number six, brace right, yourself. curse. you have a feeling that it's going to be something.
3: It could be more than a feeling. So what would you think it would be?
0: Uh, I don't think it'll be not a the, Boston the album.
1: You don't always agree with me.
0: I think oh. it's going to be, I don't know. I don't, no, don't want to guess because I don't want to try to get, cause I'll end up giving away my picks. Oh,
3: Okay. I also went with Fear of the Dark. Okay. Any and different reasons? No, like it's even the songs that are bad aren't really really bad, but they're bad enough within the context of this. There's too many songs. You don't. They didn't need 12 songs on this. They didn't need Apparition. They could have done without Wasting Love, but I understand why they tried to do that. The ballad.
1: Well, I forgot that. to say
3: that too. Wasting Love <laughs> Man, is just yeah, yeah, getting it's... worse and worse. <laughs> But songs now. Here is the key. There are some parts in it that are okay.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, that one part. Yeah. Uh, here to Eternity.
3: You know, sometimes I don't mind it, and sometimes I'm like, this is just juvenile or it's just pedestrian or whatever. Um, but having said that, there are some songs that I really, really like on here. Like Be Quick or Be Dead. I still like that to this day. Mm-hmm. Afraid to Shoot Strangers. I either really like it or I think it's solid just depending on sure. my mood in the day. I really like Childhood's End and mm-hmm. I, I'm quite partial to Change of Misery. I don't even mind the Gang Chorus because there's just a really, really good Dave solo in there. Okay. Weekend Warrior. Uh, I don't dislike it as much as some, but it's one of the things that it wouldn't have hurt this album to not be on there. <laughs> this could have been a really solid eight track album.
0: Basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah it could have been. 12 track. I am glad Weekend Warrior made the album because, without that, what you, what you can do on Monday without it? Yeah, and and also Andrew wouldn't have gotten his very first nickname from me. He so. might have been called the Fugitive,
1: the first and the best w- nickname.
0: You think that's the best? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it's a lot Monday of good ones.
1: for me now. So you know what I'm doing. Mm.
0: <laughs> what you going to do? Yeah. We know what, we know what Kirstie going to do every other do. Monday. <laughs> this, what,
1: I made my very favorite band.
0: <laughs> what what you going to do on Tuesday doesn't
3: have quite the same ring.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I hate to say, uh, well, we got three number sixes for fear of the dark.
3: Cool. That's interesting.
0: Six, six, six for fear of the dark. Mm-hmm. I guess that, uh, the stinker the, from the beast, the the worst, the least of the beast. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, it's the same thing. It's, I like certain things. I think Judas be my Guide is fantastic. Uh, I don't mind wasting love. Like you guys don't like it, but I, be Quick or be dead is aggressive. Uh, childhood's end is good. Fear of the dark's a good anthem, but it's the other <clears throat> seven songs or so <laughs> that kind of, or six songs that just make it not so good. And, like I said, there's multiple songs on this album that if they were on any other album, just about, there, maybe if you say The Angel and the Gambler, but if they were on any other album, they would. most of them would be the worst song on any other album. And I'm just going
1: to say something that might get me a new nickname. <laughs> I like The Angel and the Gambler.
0: You know,
3: to be honest, it depends on my frame of mind.
1: I prefer the Wait. radio edit, of course.
3: Yeah. But there's days where I've listened to that, and I was like, oh, this is not so bad, because it builds. Sometimes I don't mind the song when it builds, and other times it's just like, this is just too much.
0: Matt, it just depends Matt on how feel. Let, let the angel keep talking, please.
3: Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no. I'm done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I, I think starting at number five is where everything changes, because we all kind of new. We weren't sure about Matt. You know, I wasn't sure if he was going to put peace of mind at number six. I had no idea, but the fact that we got fear of the dark out of the way, I think everything else is kind of a, uh, is up in the air at this point. And, uh, Matthew, actually, you know what? I'm going to go first on this one and I'll have you go first on the next one. So, um, number five, and this might this might surprise some people because it's not what everybody would normally count as probably the second least favorite Bruce album but for me number 5 the book of souls and i count the book of souls because of the songs the red and the black because it's a decent song. It's got a great musical part, but the chorus really kind of ruins it for me. Tears of a Clown, The Man of Sorrows. I feel like this album, you know, something's got to be down here. And I I had to think about it, and I thought, because I think most people would expect No Prayer for the Dying, and I was like, what would I rather listen to, No Prayer for the Dying or The Book of Souls? And it wasn't The Book of Souls, so... Although there's some a lot of fantastic songs on that album, too. So that is my number five. I'm going to be the first one to throw something that's not expected in here. So, Matthew, your number five. Uh, okay. So what
3: you probably expected for my number six is my number five.
0: And I don't know what so, I expected.
3: Oh, I thought you would have thought it was the one after Brave New World, but before A Matter of Life and Death. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so to be fair to it, know, tough work. Oh, I no.
2: Li-
3: I did listen to it. And I had a note here because I was like, oh, I'll take some notes on each of these songs. And two minutes into the first song, I was like, oh, I can't wait till this album's over. Dance of Death.
0: I I, I can't wait. No, I want to hear. Okay, go ahead. Go, th- go through some more of your notes. I want to hear some of these.
3: So Wildest Dreams. Worst opening song ever. Oh, I agree. I,
0: I agree with that one.
3: Having said that, there are some good
0: musical pieces in this, and mm-hmm. I, I put it down to Bruce. Who wrote Bruce that the, song, by the way, Kirsty?
1: Adrian Smith.
0: <laughs> okay, that's all I wanted to hear. Go ahead, <laughs>
1: Steve Harris. But I like it, so don't care.
0: Yeah, someone has to like it. Some people do like that song, though. Go ahead, go ahead. To Matthew. me,
3: the problem with this song is Bruce. It just sounds his delivery to me was just uninspiring. Okay. And, and it shouldn't be that way. I, I don't know if I've just always had a problem with this album since when it first came out, when it first came out, I was like, if this is the best they've got, they should just give it up. I remember <laughs> thinking that. telling me that I'm I'm so glad that they didn't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, some good music in there, but just Bruce's delivery does nothing for me. Anyway, oh. months Okay. Oh, actually, you know what rainmaker? Uh,
0: huh.
3: I don't know. Maybe I've been hard on a lot of the songs in Uh, the past. (laughs) Maybe.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead, Rainmaker.
3: So I got through Rainmaker without too many problems. Yeah. I was like, "Uh, I don't mind the guitar in this, the little guitar melodies and all. It was okay. No More Lies. Yeah. I didn't mind that. That was okay. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And I kind of didn't like the fact that I was starting to change my opinion on some Uh of these songs.
0: Because I kept an
3: opinion for so
0: long. I know someone whose abs aren't hurting right now. He's going to like what he's hearing. Maybe, maybe, maybe so. Maybe no. Monsieur,
3: Okay. I don't like that little guitar melody that follows the vocal melody. But having said that, I wake up today and I wake Uh, up. Oh yeah. And I've got that stuck in my head. And that was the last thing I wanted to have. What what part was in your head? Was it the, the chorus or something? Just the, for the verses. Okay. It's like, I, I don't know what to think of this song. Because I know that everyone says how heavy it is. It chugs along. Always. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can see why people like it. It um, opens
1: heavy, doesn't it? But then it's quite happy and dancey.
3: Yeah. And I guess that's maybe what's holding me back on I don't know. I don't care for it.
0: What do you think of the chorus? It's
3: okay. Oh, I like it. It's,
0: it's not, I like, the, I like the way Bruce sings it. I like the way he sings the chorus.
3: But then by the time I got into, okay, yeah, Dance to Death, that's kind of okay. That little um, Celtic stuff or whatever it is that they do. I don't care for that, but I really do like the musical interlude in the middle. Um, And I wasn't going to go through every track on this. Gates of Tomorrow, yeah, I do like that song. I had a a moment today. I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool." cool. I had it stuck in my head, and I was like, yeah, I don't mind this. I'd probably listen to this again one day. New Frontier. I was like, yeah, this is okay. Dale. I do like Dale. I always did. That's a, um, that's a very poignant little song, but I really, really like the lyrics. Yeah. And the delivery in that. Absolutely. Face of the Sand, Age of Innocence, and then Journeyman. It's just, that one does nothing for me. Interesting idea, but the chorus is just weak and lets it down. You can but say what you want. Go ahead. You can say what you want. What stinks about this album for me. I think it's... All that initial taste of Wildest Dreams, I it has to. I don't care about the artwork on mm-hmm. this. I never liked this album, and I'm not saying I like it today. And the fact that I put it over Fear of the Dark surprised me. Yeah, but I this is to me this is more balanced. I don't like it all in equal kind of chunks, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, whereas, so you know, so you
1: know, before when you said, have I ever said anything bad about Dance <laughs> Death? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah
3: maybe i don't know it's not a steaming pile that i used to say that it was
0: do, but you, do you think that there's pile. is there any redeeming quality in the artwork that make that helps it for you
3: oh the artwork does nothing <laughs> but the artwork doesn't hold it back for me okay i don't you know,
0: does the do artwork the- fit the, the first song yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> i just don't like it i think I think that's just what sets the bad tone for me, that first song. Because I was like, if they had started with maybe Rainmaker or something like that,
0: okay, maybe I would have
3: seen it differently, but I don't know. It's
0: Rainmaker's I, a much better song. I agree. Yeah. Sorry, Kirst, I just. Um,
3: I I'll agree just, that
1: is a better song, but I do like Wildest Dreams.
3: But as an album opener?
1: And I like the album. As an but, album opener? Yeah, it's yeah, fine. doesn't do. bother me at all.
3: <laughs> okay but it's better than fear of the dark i oh, i shouldn't say that i would say that i would listen i'm i i do not know why i put this five i should have put a six
0: no you did good you <laughs> did good yeah it's a step in the right direction there
3: yeah it's maybe i've bashed it a lot i just really? I would, I, i'm not going to go back and listen to this anywhere near as much as fear of the dark but i can appreciate it's a better Ever? album no i've got no real interest in it <laughs> i might go listen to passion Del.
0: That's about it. Well, you could always make a playlist and just remove one song from the album and make that a playlist.
3: I'd probably leave two songs in it. I would take Passion Dale and Gates. Gates of Tomorrow is a good song.
0: No, no, no. I just said, make, make, start with the full album, remove song number one. There's your playlist. You know, I thought about that, and I was like, but it's that, kind of cheating. There's no, Yeah, but there's no reason to discount an entire album over one song. Yeah. It's more
1: than one song, isn't it,
0: Matt? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but, the but one, I
3: tried. But, you know, I I gave it a fair <clears> shake, <throat> and I did listen to it today in its entirety. I commend
0: you for that. That was yeah. you did your due diligence. So it was
3: tidy tough. work. Thank
0: you. <laughs> now, Kirsty, what is your number five?
1: Well, I'm a lot more predictable than anybody uh, else because I have gone with No Prayer.
0: Okay,
2: which
1: okay. has got um, a lot more good songs on it than Fear of the Dark.
2: It
0: does. Um, it does.
1: Yeah. It's still got the assassin and hooks in you on it, though.
0: It Which does. It I, does.
1: And also, um Bruce is singing on the album with his raspy voice. Yeah.
0: So it yeah. Sort
1: of lets it down a little bit as well.
0: I love yeah. the
3: raspiness. It, it,
1: sometimes it works really well, but not all the way through.
3: Okay. Do you like Bring Your Daughter?
1: I love Bring Your Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> He's raspy in that. Yeah, I know. As I said, sometimes it works. Sometimes when do you it's think- just annoying.
3: When okay, when is it just annoying? Are you going to say "Hooks and You"?
1: Yeah, I am.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: I mean, it, it makes me laugh because "Hooks and You" it's got like horrible cheesy lyrics and a raspy voice, etc. So <laughs> just bring your daughter. But that's a great song.
0: I love it. Yeah, but "To Bring Your Daughter" is, a, is, is more catchy. It's fun. I, I don't sp- think it is. No, le- just listen to the beat what? of the song when it starts, Matt. The 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 the, yeah. the music pulls you in, and. You know, he sings, and then there's a little guitar, and then he sings, and it's just—it's a lot better than the, the chorus and in hooks in you is terrible. The lyrics are terrible. The delivery of the lyrics in the verses is terrible. I don't know which hooks in you you've been listening to. The
1: same one as everybody except you.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The one, you know, when when that when that came out, Adrian was probably like, "Did you really have to leave my name on that?" Yeah. So. Okay, so no prayer for the dying, and this is your number five. Okay, so number wait. wait so we've all done our number five, correct? Correct. Okay, our number four. Oh boy, um, Kirsty, I want you to go first on number four because you you went uh, first on number five six. Six. God, this is confusing okay. to me. I'm sorry. I got I got a six. Hold on, <laughs> five, four, okay. Uh, what did four. I do? I, I, I sorry. I, didn't... I was
3: confused before we started. Four,
1: least favorite Bruce Dickinson era Iron Maiden song is we've the done... Book of Souls <laughs> for all the reasons that you said.
2: Like, okay,
1: I really like this album. Like when it came out, and it came across really well live. But as you know, I'm not a big fan of the red and the black. It's just yeah. it's too difficult to Bruce to sing. Yeah. Um, the vocal melody really lets it down. Um, the music's great on it, and then it's like I don't love shadows of the valley. Mm-hmm. And then um, with your the tears of the clown, the man of sorrows, empire of the clouds. I like all those songs, but I had them as my almost when we did the run of Where's three two weeks ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Probably just because it sort of tails off. So I would probably stop it before Shadows of the Valley even and skip the red and the black. So that's what puts it down to my fourth least favorite for me.
0: Okay. Okay. Matthew, uh, actually I'll let you go last this time, Matthew. Okay. Um, no, I'll let you go now. Go ahead. Go number now. You're going first on the next one. So.
3: Okay. So number four, I too went with Book of Souls. And while I do like this album, it's another thing where it's too long. There's a little bit of bloat. Like, I do like Red and the Black, but I like it from about the eight or nine minute mark. Mm-hmm. When it's yeah, mostly, same. Uh, before, and which is funny because this was the very first song I'd heard. Like, it was leaked on YouTube or something a week or two before it came out. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I listened to the first half of it and then I stopped. And <laughs> it's the first half now I don't care for. Yeah um but there's some good songs on here like one of my favorites if eternity should fail i'll hold that up there with you know the best of the maiden tracks i really like that yeah i love that and speed of light i'm not so keen on that i don't mind it but it was never a favorite Mm -hmm. but the title track i really love i think that's one of the strongest tracks that they've oh yeah they've put out. souls do i really need an 18 minute song in Empire of the Clouds, I appreciate it and it tells a good story. Yeah. And it to me, because I visualize a lot of the lyrics and that, and it paints a really good picture of what they're portraying. Uh, and with the music, you know, the, the SOS in the middle and, oh, and all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you know I don't want to listen to an 18-minute song because I could listen to three or four other songs. Yeah. Just too much in there. But I like the the production and everything. I know people carry on about that. Um there's no bad songs on here like Tears of a Clown. If I hear that isolated, mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Yeah. But I don't want to hear it with all this other stuff. You know, Shadows of the Valley, I don't mind all that. Everything I don't I don't dislike any of the songs. Mm-hmm. Just some of them aren't as strong. And that's why I put it at number four.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh
0: I do agree. I do agree with your points. And and like you said, uh the title track is really really good. Really really good. So it was something else you said that I wanted to add on to, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Bloat? Either. Yeah, I mean there's definitely some bloat, but you mentioned something on there. I'm trying to think of what it was. Oh, I know what it was. On um on um Speed of Light. Mm-hmm. When this album came out, it was it was, you know, hey, Bruce had tongue cancer. And they told the kind of the story about that. And then so, it, but we had a little bit of build up time before the album came out after we had heard about that. And I just remember hearing that chorus and how he his voice was soaring when he was like singing whatever he sings there, Shadows in the Sun or whatever. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, what he was going through. And he sounds that good. And so that really, I always liked that song. Because of that, I really mm-hmm. like that song more that because of that. But um, okay, nope. I, mean,
3: I was going to say, I meant to ask one, one other thing too.
0: Mm-hmm. So you both like the the
3: album cover from um, figure of the Dark? I didn't care for that. But what do you think? This is an interesting album cover, or at least it was at this point in time. I thought, like its simplicity, and I didn't like this cover when it first came out. I was yeah. like, "Ask ah, blah." But I really like this one now.
2: I was just wondering. I did you really to-
1: like it. I'm wearing the hoodie right now. No, I like it. Um, it was it was really simple, and he looked like Eddie again. Yeah, uh-huh. especially on the final frontier, that wasn't Eddie to me. Well, so,
0: wasn't
1: Eddie? Um, no, it's just like that green space monster.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, no, Eddie is on the cover of that album. I
1: know, but he looks like he's supposed to look.
0: He looks different. Yeah, it looks very different. Yeah, so
1: yeah,
0: but yeah, I, and I hope I, that it was.
1: Really, say, but then when they did that again in Sanjutsu, I was kind of disappointed because. Yeah. I think it was good once, but do something different next time.
3: Yeah, Senjutsu is a good picture, but I don't like it as an album cover.
0: Do you feel like if they would have taken taken some of the inner artwork on Senjutsu? Yeah, the
3: art inside
1: on there is exquisite. They could have done something so much better.
0: Yeah, I think they, because kind of like with Somewhere in Time, you know, you got a big scene, and when you open the CD up, at least I've got this lenticular one here, and you open it up and there's, this big, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, is this is Japan? This Japanese mm. like scene, and it's very you know mountains in the background, and like if they would have made that the cover, and then had, um, well, let me see what Eddie looks like underneath the CD here real quickly. Yeah, Eddie's standing there holding the, you know, with with he's got arrows on his back and he's got his helmet on and he's got the big sword. I think that would have been a better album cover than what they did, but either way, it doesn't bother me. The book of souls no. album cover didn't bother I'm not me listening
1: to the album cover anyway.
0: Yeah. So number four for me is, I think this is pretty predictable at this point. I think uh, uh, no prayer for the dying. It's a, uh, I, I I've never hated this album when it came out. First album with Yannick. Adrian's gone. Didn't bother me in the slightest when Adrian, when I heard he was gone, I mean, they didn't say Iron Maiden was over. And so that's what my only real thought probably would have been was, okay, now who's in the, now what are they going to do? You know, bands go through members all the time. I didn't realize the importance that he offered to Iron Maiden that Adrian did, but same things basically that Kirsty said about it hooks in you. Is terrible to me. I I don't like it. There's probably something okay in it, but I haven't listened to it in a good while. And I'm not, I'm not taking the dance of death leap of faith that Matt did. (laughs) Uh, The assassin isn't terrible, but it's just when you compare it to the things Iron Maiden's done before two minutes to midnight, hallowed be thy name, rhyme of the ancient Mariner, number of the beast, just children of the damned, The assassin just does not stand up to that in any way, shape or form. Um, And those are the two that I really, really don't like from that album. And they're bad enough that they put it there. And, but I, like I said, I think it's a better album than fear of the dark. A lot of people say, no, no, no prayer for the dying is the worst because fear of the dark is the song on fear of the dark. Mm -hmm. And that's, People use that song to elevate that album so much higher and I'm sorry, but I won't join in that little pity party there. So, <laughs> so for that's my you- number four. Now, uh, now for me, um, this is where it got a lot more challenging because book of souls, no prayer and fear of the dark were pretty simple picks. Like, I knew immediately when I started doing my list, okay, Fear of the Dark obviously is the bottom, top, whatever. No Prayer is going to be in there somewhere. And I scanned the albums really quickly. Book of Souls. Yeah, I'll put Book of Souls. Because I went through the the classic era, and then I went through the modern era, and I was like, okay, Book of Souls in there. And I'm like, okay, now it's getting – now – I would say this is where the rubber meets the road, but I would—I think there's a better a better term for it. It's where the uh, something hits the fan, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, – wait, I told you. that I say you were going first on this one, Matt? I told you you were going you, first on you this You said one. that's what was
3: going to happen, but then you changed it, and I, uh, I did my number four. So you can start if you want.
0: Okay. So I hope everybody listening has a very stiff drink. Cause I'm not saying I've this album.
1: the tap water right here.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is where I'm going to lose some people. Um, I'm okay. Again, this is what's See six, five, four. This is my number. Th- are you, are you, re- are you just trying to build this up? Or is it going to be something where there's some real controversy? <laughs> this is my okay. number three. Okay. This is the first album. That when I'm looking at this list, that I'm like, I know without a shadow of a doubt that people think I'm probably going to build this up like Matt right now. And then when I speak the words out of my mouth (laughs) for this album title, people are going to, you know, there'll be some jaws that'll probably drop, you know, maybe some uh, subscriptions, uh, some follows, (laughs) you know, that'll probably drop. But. My number three least best Bruce album, Matthew Mm Kirsty. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Anyone out there, I just want to say this one more time. Please be seated when I'm, you know, please make it, please take a seat. Uh, If you're in the, if you're in New Zealand working on your car in the garage, put the tools down, Uh. (laughs) take a shot of something really strong because my number three, Matthew Kirsty. Mm. peace of mm-hmm. mind.
4: boy,
0: Is anybody
1: out there? I'm not too surprised.
0: Okay. Very <laughs> good. So, and here's the reasons. And I know that some people are going to disagree with my reasons, but um, obviously up until probably all the way up until, well, no prayer. The weakest song in the catalog by far was probably on this album. Would we agree on that? Quest for Fire, probably the weakest song at that point. Yep. Okay. And I was thinking about it today, and I was thinking about the chorus, you know, where like ending the chorus. Discovery of Dun 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 And I was thinking, man, that song musically is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes the lyrics and, and and the way Bruce sings it too, you know, in a day when, but there's two other songs, Matt, that I'm going to name that probably might rub some people the wrong way. When I say that these are songs that just, Oh, you know, I actually have an extra one that I'm going to name too. And for only one reason, but I'm going to name it. I've got no idea what they might be. Okay. Well, the first one is one that I like this song and, but it's just, it's one that, When I had this album when I was a teenager, this song in particular did not ever grab me. But when I heard it on like a real dead one, or maybe it was a real live one, one of those albums, it just... A real live dead one? Yes, it's definitely on that one. (laughs) It just doesn't grab me. The song, Still Life, it doesn't... You know, maybe it's maybe it was back then. It was the beginning of the song with the kind of stupid Nico thing.
1: Yeah, Talk, stupid.
0: You know that thing, but there's some great music in that song again. You know, yeah. I mean, there's great music in the apparition too, but it doesn't make you know. But I know a lot of people like this song, and I have a story uh, a little later that I'm going to tell about this. Um, that about this particular song that 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 goes along with my theory here. Uh, another song. I think this is one that Matt would probably have easily guessed that isn't a favorite. It's a good song musically, uh, but the chorus and the background vocals in the chorus kind of don't help me much. Uh, the way Bruce sings the verses, it's not bad. I've I've come to like it more recently. Uh, but I'm you know I'm going to big circles here to 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 uh, just if I say peace of mind, I have to be uh, have to share why. Die with your boots on, that's a song that. When they play it, it, it has it, it's funny because it's right before the Trooper, and it's similar to the Trooper because it's quick pace and all this stuff. But the Trooper blows it, you know, completely off the planet. Now, there's one other song that I think I will say this: I really like to tame a land. But when I was uh, young when I was younger, it didn't do anything for me. It was like still life. Yeah. It just I never I, I just literally didn't listen to it. I I would listen to like Sun and Steel. I'd listen to um, what's the other song back there? Uh, Quest for Fire. What is Side Two, Matthew? Yeah, um,
3: Quest for Fire, um
0: Sun and Steel.
3: Is Trooper side two? I can't remember.
0: I think Trooper is and yeah, side. It, starts, one. Side
3: two. it is. is it? And then to Tame land.
0: Okay, let me, I'm going to, you know, I should have done this at the beginning. Let me get this, let me get the album right in front of me so I can just go through the songs. I'm sorry. So, okay, let me just go song by song. Where Eagles Dare, I really, 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 really like that song musically. I like the way Bruce sounds when he's singing it, but I just wish he wasn't having to sing so many words. Yeah, it's busy. There's too many lyrics, like when he does sing. Because there's a lot, a lot of music, and the song musically is incredibly good. Uh Revelations, I think, is a really good song all around. Uh Flight of Icarus, all the way around. I like that one. It's short, quick, punchy. The the chorus, phenomenal, you know. Um Die With Your Boots on I already said, The Trooper, obviously great. Still Life, you know, didn't do anything for me when I was younger. I like it a lot more now than I did. Quest for Fire, I do like. I don't hate it, but it's just not good that great compared to, you know. What else is out there by them? Sun and Steel, I really, really like. To Tame a Land used to do nothing for me either. But I do like it now. Lyrically, I know, uh, God, I know. Uh, James, I love you. I hope you're still my friend after hearing all this. But, you know, I know James is a big fan. and I know you are too, Matt, of Dune. Mm-hmm. And But lyrically, this song is just like, it's like listening to Lord of the Rings recorded. You know, I just, some of the words. Some oh, I'd of love the, to do that. Okay. Some of the uh <laughs> some of the, you know, uh lyrics. I remember I think I was caught accidentally got caught in between you and a you and James conversation once. Yeah, I remember that. And it's y'all like were go. Going to buy. Yes, and I was just going I this means like, like, It just doesn't sound this doesn't sound good in a heavy metal song, you know, and um but yeah, I mean for me, I think Peace of Mind's a great album to a degree, but it's not it doesn't there's a lot of other albums that i rank higher so that is my number three matt is that a, a big enough one for you matt because i think you were expecting me to th- what were you expecting I, I don't know what you were expecting but
3: yeah it doesn't surprise me that you put peace of mind there okay. uh, but particularly for the reasons why and i knew actually you, you surprised me with die with your boots on i didn't expect you to
0: mention that okay. but i was fully expecting still life and to Land. Okay, but I, I like to tame a land better, though, than still life for sure. Yeah. So, um, Kirsty, what's your number three?
1: Yeah, this is ridiculous because I only started listening to your podcast because I really love Iron Maiden. <laughs>
3: <Do you> know- <laughs> I was ju- I was thinking a second ago, this is an Iron Maiden podcast. We all love Iron Maiden and we're all begging on these albums. Well, I think so, we're, we're being honest
0: about them. You know, well, I, I mean, I want
3: to be honest. I didn't want to do this
1: one. <laughs> yeah, I want to be enthusiastic. Too this is number, so, yeah, number three. Um, I'm going to go with Dance of Death, which is an album that I play a lot.
2: Yes. And I
1: think it's got lots of many great songs. But because I do tend to skip two of them, that's where I've placed it. Okay. Because um, I skip Age of Innocence. hmm
2: Because
1: um, I find the, the lyrics really annoying.
2: hmm
1: Right. <laughs> I, I ain't taking it no more <laughs> i think bruce doesn't talk like that it just sounds ridiculous
0: what else do you skip
1: uh, um sometimes i skip new frontier okay which is all right but i can't always be bothered with it
0: even with that adrian solo well i don't he... know
1: it's a shame i can't listen to it isolated <laughs> I
0: I don't remember who pointed it she out said, to me. I don't
1: always I don't always skip it. But.
0: but that solo comes he comes screaming in and whenever someone pointed that out and I listened to it again, I was like, Wow, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing when I when I've complained about the red and the black before, but <clears throat> I just I skip the first five minutes because mm-hmm. I do want to hear all the solos on yeah, that.
3: Yeah. But you know. I, I, was so, to, I was gonna say not to interrupt, but you what well, you say you skip songs like New Frontier. So I was thinking about it earlier today, and if I mentioned before how this is very balanced. If this album wasn't so balanced, like all these songs are kind of, I would rate them all around the same. Yeah, you think
1: they're all bad, but I think some of them are brilliant, (laughs) and some of them are New Frontier, like, okay, but I can't be bothered with it today, and one of them is Age of Innocence, no thank you.
3: But (laughs) if if you were to take that off and put it onto another album, Mm -hmm. if I was to isolate that, maybe I would... I would be partial to it. I'd probably like it. But when all, these da- when all the songs were so similar to me, I think that's why I didn't like it. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I, I mean, I like Wildest Dreams. I really like Rainmaker. I love um, Passchendaele, Face in the Sand, Dance of Death. Once you go.
0: So what Matt is saying, ultimately, is the sum of the parts is lesser than the whole
1: <laughs> He's saying that.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I'm saying I would choose to listen to this quite frequently. So I,
0: I gotta, I gotta ask both of you a question though. I mean, do y'all even mm. like Iron Maiden? I mean, I don't understand why you're talking so bad about all these albums. I, I really confused.
1: <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I, I
0: was under instructions to uh, come up with the best of a worst list.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just following and, and instructions. I've
1: just, and I've just told you that I really like this album. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think I've absolved myself.
3: What okay. about the vocal delivery, Kirsty, on "Volda's Dreams"? What
1: do you think of that? Perfect. Happy with it, actually. If oh.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you're glad.
1: And I really like when the um, when the solo carries on while he's singing yeah. the chorus. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I like I like when they do that. Okay, so uh, that was Kirsty's number th- three. Matthew, what is your number three? So my number three is No Prayer for the Dying.
3: And this is where it got kind of tough for me uh, from here on in.
0: Yeah. And I
3: didn't want to put this at number three, but out of necessity, I felt I needed to. So the production and everything's fine on this. Uh, I, Tail Gunner, I was never really a fan of this. Some parts of it are okay, but I don't like the chorus in it. And I never did. Okay. Holy Smoke, always enjoyed that. No Prayer for the Dying, really, really like that, always did. Public Enemy is really good. Face Warning is still really good. The Assassin, I think it was a good idea. Um, it was interesting, but the chorus, the gang vocals in this, didn't work. And mm. that kind of—that's what let it down. It was Better watch out, song. Matt.
1: Oh yeah, that's it. That's probably the only thing that really, but yeah. it does ruin it.
3: <laughs> but other than that, it was a really interesting song. Like it was, um, just musically, what they did, I thought was interesting. Run silent, run deep. Mm-hmm. it's one of those things you don't hear a lot about, but when people talk about it, they say, yeah, it's a good song. I like it. It is hooks hooks in you. Apparently, <laughs> apparently there's a lot of people that don't like it. More cowbell. I like it.
0: Maybe he's got Adrian's original demo, Kirsty. Maybe we don't ha- maybe we're not hearing it.
3: <laughs> oh, I'd to love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite fine. I, I enjoy his raspiness in this, uh, his little, sc- you know, what? there's nothing about that song that I don't like. It might not be one of the strongest maiden songs, But I enjoy it, and (laughs) that's what counts. Good for you. Yep. Someone's going to like it. It'll be me. Yep. Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. This is when I didn't really care for it. Maybe I'd go along with it. I don't know. But I always expected more. But that part where they come out of the solos and, you know, Bruce is like, bring your daughter, bring your daughter. I always felt like there was going to be something really big, and it just kind of went back into the same mundaneness. I don't know. I could do without that. Mother Russia. Yeah, I really like that. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, it's probably just because of the assassin. Bring your daughter. I was like, yeah, and the and tailgunner. I would probably listen to them all, but this is where I'd rank it number three. I still like it a lot, and I'll listen to it more than what I probably do my number ones and
0: twos. But I've got to be realistic sometimes.
3: That's why it's at number three.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, And the thing to keep in mind here is it because of because we're going. Backwards here, and the worst is not going to be our number one. It feels like we're saying some of these really incredibly good albums. We're saying that we don't like them, but we're not saying we don't like any of these. No. no, no, no. What what we're doing
1: is getting our rankings done out loud.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of
1: people have been asking to see our rankings.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you'll, (laughs) so you'll, you'll be pleasing some people. Maybe they'll be smiling so much that their cheeks will hurt. No, it, I listened to no pretty not, quiet. Not no,
1: We've all said "Dance of Death." <laughs> oh, you haven't
0: yet. <laughs> yeah, you notice I haven't said "Dance of Death." So we are at uh, number. And I gotta admit, because I, I, and I had, to, I had to throw that caveat out there that we're not saying we don't like these albums, because because when I say my number one, I think some people are gonna uh, hopefully be sitting on a toilet when I say it, because they're gonna crap a brick when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I nice. feel the
1: same way about mine.
0: Yeah, my number. This is like like when I visualized the lyrics. I really didn't need to visualize what you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, because I'm I'm serious. Like I'm looking at like like (laughs) as much as I thought peace of mind would upset some people, my I'm (laughs) I'm looking at my number one going. uh, I'm I'm expecting a couple of clicks on the other end of the phone whenever I say that one. So, Uh, okay, so number we're down to number two, meaning that this album I like better. Than all of the ones listed so far. Yeah. Meaning it's, if I was doing a ranking of my albums, it's higher up on my real rankings. So, but this will, this will please some people, probably upset others who think that the modern era, that nothing from the modern era would be better than peace of mind. But my number two, Matthew, is Dance of Death. So, and the two, I listed two songs that that don't really work that well for me. Um, One of them is, and probably the biggest, I mean, no, probably the absolute biggest turd on the album uh, (gasps) is by, is Uh, by far the opening track.
1: Uh.
0: I think if they were going to put Wildest Street, like I like it lyrically. I like the positivity in the lyrics. I don't like the happiness of the sounding of the chorus and all that. But really to me, that's a song that should have been buried on the album, like number eight or nine, instead of the first thing people if it hear was eight
1: or nine, would you have not called it a turd?
0: <laughs> I mean, I still might call it a turd, but, <laughs> but, but, but like, look at someone that, okay, let's just say this is your experience. It's 2002. Iron Maiden's back together. They just put out a brand new album. You haven't seen it in the magazines yet. You go looking at the stores trying to find, oh man, I can't wait. I wonder the brave new world album cover was so great. I can't wait to see the new one. And you pull that and you go, first off, you just see the album cover and you're like, oh. cause at that point Maiden has no history of a bad album cover. You know, maybe no prayer, no prayers, no prayers not, not the greatest, no but it's still okay. You're, you didn't look at No Prayer and think, "Oh, this is horse shite. but um, but sorry, were you calling me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the bat signal, <laughs> so um, <laughs> a bat signal with a big piece of a <laughs> steamer. Yeah. So, but you go to the store and you see that album cover, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is the worst. W- why? What on earth?" why did they do this? What is this? I mean, it would just be confusing to look at that. I think after all the compared to some of the greatest album covers they have out there. And then you go home and you go, well, you know what? It's just an album cover I'll, the music. This still Iron Maiden. And you put that on and it's wildest dreams. It's just, it's in my opinion, it's it's the least best song on the album without a doubt. And I know you don't agree, Kirsty, but for me the other one that I would that I don't think is that great is New Frontier. But there is a smoking Adrian Smith solo in it that makes me elevate it way above Wildest Dreams. So and the only other thing that I other song that I think would maybe uh, maybe the very last song on the album, you know, I know what I want, I'll say what I want, no one can take it away. That chorus it gets a little repetitive. I do like the song, but it gets a little, it gets a little, uh, it feels a little overdone at times.
1: Yeah, it could have been jazzed up with a solo in there and break it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but outside of that, Journeyman, Journeyman Journeyman's the song. Uh, Outside of that, though, I mean, I don't mind Age of Innocence. It doesn't bother me. I like Gates of Tomorrow. I love Montsegur, Dance of Death with the little um, Celtic rhythm type of thing going on there. I like that. So, yeah, so this is my number two, "Dance of Death." Uh, Kirsty, what is your number two?
1: One, um, it's a, a really incredible album. But what's happened here is, oh boy, we we can only we can only pick songs from Bruce Era, and I didn't want them all to be not classics. So I picked a classic because I really struggled with the next one. Um, and the classic album I have picked is "Peace of Mind."
0: Okay.
3: Number two.
1: Yeah. You're saying so, it's a
0: you're saying it's a number two?
1: I'm saying it's my ninth <laughs> favourite Bruce Zira Iron Maiden album. Okay. Today, because I have trouble trying to decide with the middle range. Yes. Which order to put them in. Um, but it it has got Quest for Fire on it, which is okay. But it's not brilliant, is it?
0: Mm-mm.
1: And maybe die with your boots on's not fabulous.
0: Mm-hmm. Anything else?
1: But, you know, no. I'm pretty sorry to be saying this, to be honest. <laughs> but yes, there it is. That's my ninth favorite.
0: This is just for a controversy. It's a controversial way to rank albums, and yep. and and ruffle feathers, and it's for fun. So, so Matthew, uh, so Matthew, the usually the the king of rough <laughs> of of not only waffling but ruffling too. So Matthew, what do you have at? You know, the only people who are ruffled are those who want to be ruffled because I true. just tell it how I think it. Number two, Matthew. Uh,
3: so I also went with peace of mind on this. Okay. And I, so I t- I've told you before that the songs and the album I can do it sometimes because if they're played live, that is the great equalizer. Yes. From one album to another, they'll all sound the same when they're played live, or they should. Mm-hmm. So my biggest problem with peace of mind is not the tracks, it's the production and the sound. Um, Like, I love all these tracks. You know, even the Trooper is doable on this. I don't mind it. Wow. Doable? (laughs) Yeah, because I've heard it so often. I can still listen through it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a, um, you know, it's a very unique sounding album. But... The only thing that, I don't even think it lets it down, quiz for Fire, like everyone goes on about that. Yeah, it's very happy, the the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> some people have issues with the lyrics, the dinosaurs and the men yeah. hanging around at the same time. Mm-hmm. But the music's good, and it has some of my all-time favorite Maiden tracks. Like, I really, really like Still Live. I really like Die With Your Boots On. Mm-hmm. I do like the land and probably because when I was a little boy, I'd gone and seen June. And I was like, "Oh, cool, there's a tie in there." By the time yeah. I got round the Maiden, so yeah. maybe that was why I have no problem with the the lyrics. And Bruce has got some really good deliveries in the land, But no, I to me the only reason I don't listen to this album very often at all is because I like the songs, but I'll I'll go listen to them in a a live setting. Because I don't care for the sound of this album so much, yeah. and that's the only reason why I'd rank it where I have. Okay. Like to be honest, I probably listen to No Prayer. You know, to be honest, I don't listen to this album very often at all. I'll go listen to the live tracks unless I can't find something. And um, but you know, what was it? To tame a land, not to tame a land. Sorry, Sun and Steel. So when we saw Maiden Texas play that last year, mm-hmm. gave me a whole new appreciation. Oh yeah, for how good that song was. And I really wish that we had a live Maiden version of that. So, mm-hmm. but that's where I put it. I had to put it at my number two. Okay. If there's a weak, if there's a weak link, I'll say Quest for Fire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's recap really quickly here. Um, we all have Fear of the Dark. We all have Book of Souls, correct? Yep. Correct. We all have No Prayer. Yep. We mm-hmm. all have peace of mind.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And we all have dance of death. Yeah. Mm. This will get really interesting now. Yes.
1: But I don't think we'll all have the same next one.
0: Yeah, this next one is definitely I mean, obviously, this is you know, it's like 5 and that's why when I did 5 of them I was like, you know what? This adding one more is going to make this a lot more difficult. I'll be honest. None of these five that I chose were difficult. Like I pretty quickly threw this list together. I was like, okay, definitely fear of the dark. Okay. I looked through the new stuff. Okay. It's definitely book of souls, you know, no prayer. It's got a few bad ones. Uh, Peace of mind. I've already expressed that a dance of death. Probably. uh, Okay. It's not going to be, it's not going to be final frontier. You know, it's not going to be for me. It's not going to be a matter of life and death. It's not gonna be brave new world. It's not going to be those senjutsu. I wouldn't put it there. I know Matt won't put it there. He hadn't even heard the damn thing. So
2: um
0: I like what I've heard. Yeah, that was the funny thing uh that Kirsty said to me, Matt, whenever uh, whenever I added the sixth album. And she goes, Well, that's half of the albums with Bruce. And she goes, and Matt hadn't even heard Sinjutsu yet, so I said, That's his problem. <laughs> well, I thought about it and I was like, you know what, from what I've heard of it, I'm pretty
3: uh certain it wouldn't have ranked within this yeah, list.
0: Yeah. So so, in all honesty, I think our, I think right there, I've already said it's not Sunjutsu. it's not uh, *Final Frontier*, it's not gonna, definitely not gonna be *Brave New World* or *A Matter of Life and Death*. The other two albums have already been listed, so it's got to be something from the classic era. Because I went through that in my head, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna get a lot more difficult. And like I said, it, I'm I'm really honestly, it's very interesting to me. I didn't expect us to have all of the same albums. Going through the, the five so far. No. <laughs> like when whenever y'all both said peace of mind, I was like, wow. I, I thought I was going to be really out there with that. But I guess that shows that three people that all got into Iron Maiden roughly within a year or two of each other. All have very similar thoughts. But that's all going to change.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> with our. That's really cool though. I'm really I'm I'm really impressed with us that we yeah. all have the same. It kinda makes
1: me feel better, like validated for having had those thoughts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just like let, let this stink begin now with the number ones. Uh well, and like I said, this is our favorite album.
1: These are the ones we like best.
0: Yeah, this is our favorite one yeah. of all the ones we've listed so far. And before I go any further, I would love to see people's lists of what they would consider the least best Bruce albums just you know the the bottom 6 whatever you know so yeah. doesn't mean it's your bottom 6 albums total it's just you know we're not in, we're not counting the paul albums cuz if i'll be honest if we were counting the paul albums and the blaze albums i'd have yeah. two i'd have two bruce albums on here cuz both cuz both of the blaze oh. albums would be down there and both of the paul albums would be down there i don't i did an iron maiden story with somebody today and and we got to talking about killers and I have a feeling that my opinions that I expressed today about Killers are going to ruffle some feathers. It wasn't really yeah, bad. It was just you wouldn't
1: have had Killers in there.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this is what I said. In all honesty, I just said we talked about a bunch of albums, and I said for me, Killers and the X Factor are probably the two albums by Iron Maiden that I've listened to the least. That's what I said. So,
1: I think I might have listened to Killers the most. Yeah, let
0: it's a it, it it was difficult when I heard when I heard Killers originally way back when it it took a long time for me to like that because I was hearing all the Bruce stuff mm-hmm. mm. and I liked uh Maiden Japan I liked that a lot but when I heard Killers it just it, I just couldn't get past it it took a long time and and it's I still have a certain amount of I listen to it and I'm like these songs are good I just it's a little different than what I want from Iron Maiden really so Yeah, it is what it is, though. So mm, number one, I mean, my number one album, the one I like the best of all of those albums, but it's still in my bottom mid
1: range, my
0: (laughs) mid range, my bottom six. I can't believe that this album is sitting here at this point. A year ago, (laughs) I definitely don't think. I'm pretty sure I did a I did a, a a fake album ranking list, and I could swear this was in my top five when I did it last year. So um, it doesn't pain me to say this, but I do know that uh, I'm just gonna wait because I, I have a feeling I'm either gonna get a jaw drop or I'm gonna or I'm gonna get oh my god that's what I got too especially if it's Kirsty. Kirstie's either going to drop her jaw or immediately say this is her choice as well. So my choice, Matthew and Kirsty, for mm-hmm. my number one, least best, meaning it's the best of these again, I got to say that because there's going to be someone going to hear me and think I say this album sucks. My number one least best is somewhere in time.
1: That surprises me. I'm um, not going to say I've got the same as you.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now let me explain this a little bit. And I think, I think y'all are going to probably say again,
1: you better explain yourself.
0: Well, probably one of the worst classic era songs, in my opinion, and it's not a terrible song, but it's one that I've never been a big fan of it. It's got a great sing along part, but other than that, it's very fast. There's lots of lyrics Bruce is having to spit them out really fast. The chorus is repetitive and it just I kind of skip this song every time I listen to it, and I think we all know what song that is. Heaven Can Wait.
1: Heaven Can Wait.
0: Yeah. Um I mean, Caught Somewhere in Time is phenomenal. Wasted years, even though I'm burned out on it, is still a fantastic song. Sea of Madness, we all know I love that. The loneliness of the long distance runner, I love that. Deja vu, I love that. Stranger in a strange land, great song. Alexander the Great, I like. But y'all and I know y'all are gonna know where I'm going as soon as I say this. Uh, probably in the last month and a half, I put out an episode with one of the most hated men in podcast land, Bruno McDonald. And he talked about this album being a little bit of kind of, I think he referred to it as a little paint by numbers at certain spots. And that Blackie Lawless had said that they had made tired albums from tired bands. And I got to be honest that ever since I've had that conversation with Bruno that that has really made me think a little differently of some of these songs. And th- this is a band that just got done with a solid year of touring and then took what a month off and went right back in the studio and went right back at it. And we all know, I think at least it feels like it. Kirsty could probably verify this cause she's the resident a- Adrian Smith expert. But that is probably the beginning of pushing Adrian out of the band, that tour, the long tour coming back to this. And he just, I mean, look at the songs he wrote, look at the songs he brought in. So there's a lot of. I've
1: seen him on, um, it was the album. I mean, the tour on YouTube and you see him waiting to go on. And then also when you see him on stage, he's not smiling at any point. So you may have something there.
0: Yeah. And, and this is, I mean, just as it was for Kirsty, I think Matt, your intro album was seventh son, but this is our intro album. This is the first album as an, as a fan that came out that I bought. And I mean, anytime seventh son of us, I mean, anytime caught somewhere in time starts playing. I mean, I just close my eyes and I'm in it. It is so lush and gorgeous, but like I said, when Bruno, you know, I'm, 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 I'm one that will listen to reason. If I believe something's the truth, I believe it's the truth. But if you can convince me otherwise by giving me some facts, I'm willing to at least hear your argument. And it just it, it made some kind of difference. And what Kirsty just said even adds a little bit to that. You know that Adrian obviously wasn't happy. I mean, he wrote wasted He'd years. Have been and-
1: happy to get his um, songs on the album.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wasted Definitely. Years in Sea of Madness lyrically are both about a guy that's kind of, you know, we know what those are about. They're, he wasn't happy, so he was burned out, and Bruce didn't get one song on the album, so he probably wasn't very happy at this point either. Um, I can't tell in his performance, but it just, all of that stuff together, the fact that Heaven Can Wait is here, um, it makes me think a little differently, especially of Alexander the Great. That's the one song that when, if you, if you, if you parallel Alexander up to Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, I mean, they, they're, they're similar, you know, they're similar. So, and I don't know. So that's mine. That's mine. But I rank that album higher than all the other ones I listed, obviously, but. I was pretty shocked that that was the album that I ended up going with. So
1: he definitely cemented Bruno's place as most hated man in podcast. Ooh,
0: <laughs> Bruno! Woo. He won't ever hear this because he doesn't listen to my podcast. But man, I'll make sure and tell him he got called out, and he will listen.
1: Oh, at least I didn't threaten to beat him up this time.
0: Very. Oh, <laughs> hey, I forgot about that, Matt. I forgot about that, Bruno. Oh, good.
1: He's in South Africa.
0: Good thing he's in South Africa and you're in Australia. <laughs> So uh, let's see. Um, Matthew, I, I want to let, I'm going to save the best for last, Matthew. I want you to go next. Kirstie will go <laughs> after you.
3: Okay. So this is my number one, and it is Power Slave. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that, did you hear Kirstie She gasped. Kirstie gasped. Yeah. This is not to be controversial or anything. Okay. But I was, I was just looking at my list and I ranked, if I go back to the start, I put Fear of the Dark above Dance of Death. But even though I listen to Fear of the Dark more, so when I look at my overall list, this is probably reflective of the way I listen to these albums in that particular order. I'll listen to Power Slave more than Peace of Mind, but it doesn't mean I listen to them a lot because mm-hmm. I prefer to look for the live versions. So, this doesn't have any weak songs on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite songs when it first came out were still Flash to the Blade, The Duelist, uh, Back in the Village. I loved it. I really liked Aces High still and Two Minutes to Midnight, but mm-hmm. I really like the core of this album. The only reason I don't listen to it very often is the production of it. It's just interesting. I, I see people that talk about. You know how the production on some of the – within the last 20 years, how it's so bad and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Now this album's not bad, but I'll always listen to the later stuff because it, the band should evolve and get better mm-hmm. with their songwriting and craftsmanship and sound. And for me, this one, it's just the sound of the album itself that okay. I don't care for. Like, all these songs are really, really strong on their own. You put them in a live environment and they're as good as each other's – Counterparts that they're playing Mm -hmm. with. That's like I say, when it's played live, it's the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. But the albums, it's just funny how different all these albums sound. Like you think about the first one, Iron Maiden, how different that sounds to Killers. Oh, yeah. Killers to Number of the Beast, Mm -hmm. very different again. Peace of Mind changes in a big way again, changes to Power Slave. And then you start getting similar with um, Somewhere in Time and and Seven Sun. Mm -hmm. But that's the only reason I would put it. As low, it's not that the album songs are weak, it's just that I don't like the production on it. That's the only thing that that keeps it down. Okay,
0: well, man, I I thought that my pick was going to be the biggest surprise, but that was even more surprising to me. Ah, because
3: I was actually wondering the way you let up if you were going to pick the same thing as me.
0: Okay, yeah, it's, 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 I just, uh, I mean, like you said, it's, it's. We're not, because it's not like we're saying these albums are crap. You know, we're saying no. these are the favorites of all of these. But it's just it's it's when you hear it, you still hear someone say it, and it makes you think, oh wow, you really? It's almost like even though we're saying we know we like these, it still feels like we're saying we hate these. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like I like the
3: songs on the album Power Slave. Yeah. Because I love to go listen to all those different versions live and or hear them live in concert, but I don't want to listen to the Power Slave album per se. Yeah. It's kind of, if you, if that makes sense. So, so <laughs> it does, I'm going yeah, to try to,
0: that's
1: fair enough. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't slate it. Like, um... no, no,
3: like Dancer <laughs> because you know what? Uh, I, Cause I, I'll be honest. It's like, I would go back. I would listen to no prayer for the dying a whole lot more than power slave and, and peace of mind. Um, in book yeah. of souls, but it's just where it falls. I know that the songs are better on yeah. this album. It's just, I don't know. It's just a production for me.
0: So I'm I'm gonna try to say this in a way that'll make it easy for Kirsty to give her choice without feeling like she's gotta explain herself too much. So Kirsty, of all the albums we've listed, which one do you hate the most?
1: Favorite the Duck.
0: <laughs> oh, I wanted you to just go ahead and name. <laughs> what is your least best favorite? Best of them all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna do a run up to this. Um,
0: do it. Give us a lead in. Make, so. make us make us be hanging here a little longer.
1: Yeah, it's not gonna be any of the classics like you. Uh oh. And it can't be the Final Frontier because I've always said that was my favorite reunion album, and I think I'll stick with that. That will make this easier. Matthew. I'm <laughs> sitting on the toilet, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been really fun being friends with you and getting to co-host, but... Um, well,
0: I know what this is going to be, Matt. <laughs> it's going to be it's Kirstie's tough. last episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't decide uh,
0: between this is be the final final
1: flash or, or A Matter of Life and Death. So I was thinking Brave New World because I always used to skip Dream of Mirrors and The Nomad. So I thought, well, if I skip two songs, that's probably it. But then yeah. I played them yesterday and I really enjoyed them. I was like... What was my problem? Sure. Um, so, and with an utter alive and death, I thought, well, sometimes I skip no colours don't run. Mm. And um, maybe for the greater good, drags a little bit. Can't believe I'm saying that. So, I played both albums to see which one I enjoyed more. And it came up with a result. So, my okay. eighth favourite Bruce Dickinson I made an album is Brave New World.
0: <laughs> so, I'm confused.
1: <laughs> I like to matter a life and death better than Brave New World.
0: Okay, okay.
1: and I've made them both. So
0: yeah, those World, are.
1: It's my pick.
0: Well, you definitely rank those lower than I do, but but uh mm. but yeah, I mean, again, it's. I mean, somewhere in time holds a very, very, very special place in my heart, and for me to to have it on a you know, even just what the name of this podcast will be, no telling what it is, uh, at this point. But, you know, it's it just feels weird to say it. Like you feel like you're mm-hmm. going, oh gosh, I hate I'm saying I hate this album, even though I don't. So yeah. Those are both incredible albums, I agree. So well, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So um how how strapped for time is are either of you? Do you have a few extra minutes so I could tell a quick story?
3: Well it's sure. morning. Bring it on.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> so last week, I meant to share a story about a concert that I went to, and I didn't. I talked about it even in the beginning. I said I'll share that story later on. I never shared it. I just it got we got done, and we were done. And Matt was like, "Uh, I got to go to bed." And I was like, "Well, hmm. l- come on, let's record we'll for thirty more minutes. Come on, know. we'll yeah, save it
3: for a week later on."
0: Yeah. So okay. So a week ago on Saturday night, my daughter and I went and saw the Iron Maiden tribute band Made in Texas. And they played uh, They played at a really nice place. The place I wish you could have seen them when you came, Matt, they played the same venue I saw them the first time. It's a really, really the same place that Matt and I are both going to see Wasp. So, mm-hmm. But the set list, you know, you go see a band like this. We, we heard Flash of the Blade from them. We heard "Sun and Steel" from them, so it makes you wonder what 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 will they play? You know what what what's the nugget going to be in here that I've never heard before or whatever? And so I want to just run through the set list because we got to the show, and this time I already knew everybody. You know, I know that I've met the bass player, I've met the gu- not all of them. There's one guitar player I've never met, but I've know Chris. Uh, I've met the singer, I've met the drummer. Talk to the so before the show, we get there. Talk to the bass player a little bit, talk to uh, Chris, talk to uh, Frank, who's the guy, uh, he's the guy who does their Eddie. And um, uh, so Chris comes over to me immediately, and I haven't talked to Chris in a while. So, you know, after his controversial, um, you know, he's definitely the most controversial Iron Maiden story I've had. You know, he's the only one where I had anyone go, F that guy, you know? Because they didn't like his opinions about certain things and, you know, whatever. They can have those opinions if they like, but Chris can have his as well. So so he walks up to me and he just goes, we're going to play something that's really going to get you. You're really going to be excited when you hear it. And I'm going, okay, you know, cool, cool. I like this. I'm not going to say anything else. I said, okay, Cool. So you know, I'm talking to Frank a little bit, and there's a Metallica uh, cover band playing, and they're. Uh, we got there a little bit late, but we got there in time. Matthew to hear them play Blackened,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Disposable Heroes, awesome which track. which blew my mind. And so I'm trying to sing along with Disposable Heroes because I've I've never heard that live. Apparently, Metallica has played it live before. I've I've been yeah. told now, but. After Chris told me he wasn't going to say anything else, he slides back over and he just goes, all I'm going to tell you (laughs) is it's the fourth song. And so immediately in my mind, Kirsty, I'm like, holy crap, they're going to play Stratego on on number four. Because he had told me one time that they were maybe working on it or something months, you know, seven or eight months ago. So I was really excited thinking it was going to be Stratego. So they start their set. And, and, you know, me and Sarah, I got Sarah to go right up to the stage with me. She didn't want to, but after a little bit, she was happy she did because, you know, you're right there and everything. There's no one in front of you. So they opened up with a song uh, that I think Kirsty said is her favorite Iron Maiden song of all time. Kirsty, what song do they open with? Past Slave? Yes. They went into a song that I haven't, I don't know if I've ever heard them play it live. I don't think I haven't seen all of the tours, but they were done playing this. I'm pretty sure by the time I ever saw them, they went into 22 Acacia Avenue, which I was very happy to hear. Yes. They next went into uh, the only song from the new era. They went into, they played Matt. What would that be, Matt? You know what it is? I'm trying to think. Was it Wicker Man? Yes. Wicker Man. So they played Wicker Man third. So now, and oh, so as soon as they came on stage, The set list that was in front of the singer, because we were we were kind of if you're looking at the stage, we were to the right in front of the guitar player. But the stage is, you know, it's big, but it's not so big that the singer's not five feet away from us or whatever. And his set list blew sideways right toward where if I looked hard enough to my left, I could easily read every song on it. And I don't want to know anything, especially at a tribute band, because this is the chance where you're really going to get to hear something that you don't know it's going to be played. And so I had seen a couple things that were on the list, but I didn't see number four. And so I was really okay. Here it comes. Here it comes. I got my phone out. I got ready to start recording it. And uh, I don't know if I've even told Matthew about this, but you didn't tell me you recorded it, but I was thinking I have part of it, but this, uh, I know Kirsty doesn't know. So, all of my excitement built up, and let me turn my phone up and Kirsty, this and I mean exactly this is what started playing
4: of. <laughs>
0: And I literally stopped recording. <laughs> I was just oh. like, I was like, oh. oh, this is it? This is number four?
2: Oh, I it,
1: saw the Iron Maidens play that. And I was really happy because it, I like that
0: song. So. It's cool. I mean, it was cool it's to hear it. I, for me. I sang along with it and everything. But I was like, mm-hmm. and, and, then, and then Matt, to make it worse, I look over at Chris during the song. And he's looking at me like kind of <laughs> like, he's like playing guitar. And he's kind of, his shoulders are kind of going up. Like, what do you think? What do you think? And I just kind of gave him a thumbs up. I'm like, yeah, good. I just didn't have yeah, the... Yeah, yeah,
3: Matt, Matt would have liked this.
0: Yeah, I know. I know, because that was the only song afterwards you are like, did they play Still Life? Okay. So after Still Life, because there are... There, there, but there were a couple of songs that were very worth the what he thought I was going to have for Still Life. Um, they next went into Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And they skip kind of the little middle section. Yeah, with the creaky noises and the poem and all that, they they skip that and go right into the line, which is cool. Um, then Kirsty would have been very happy to hear "Wasted Years." Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they play another song next that I never, ever, ever have ever gotten tired of. Track number two from um, "Made in England," Kirsty. What would that be?
1: The Trooper. Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> I just thought he would. You are just doing a little joke about Matt then, but mm-hmm. Infinite Dreams.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Ma- no, it was The Evil That Men Do. Oh. Yeah, they play The Evil That Men Do. I, lo- I mean, I never get tired. To me, that's that's got, to me, I feel like that's a top 10 Maiden song for me. Even though I don't have a list, I feel like that's got to be up there because it's so great. Mm. Then from that, they went into Run to the Hills. Mm-hmm. They went into a song that would have pleased Matthew, Die With Your Boots On. Oh, that would have pleased me. Which you've heard before. You've heard them play that before. I was very happy to hear that. That was good. <clears throat> they went into uh, a song that Matt says they throw in anytime they need a little bit of a filler. What would that be, Matt?
3: I'm assuming it could be one of two things for me, but I'm guessing it's going to be the Trooper. Or was it Wrathchild?
0: It was Wrathchild. Thank you. Yeah, that, Yeah.
3: You know, what? I wish that they would take that out of there and put a little punchy song like Twilight Zone back in.
0: Or Rainmaker. Nah. Or Rainmaker. No. Nah. Okay. Zone. Now the next song, if he would have told me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. If he would have said song 11 is the one that's going to blow your mind, then by all means, I would have been very excited. So look, I'm going to see if I can actually pull it up on my phone. And play it, because I did record it once I realized what they were playing. Uh it wasn't that. I'm assuming it would be right here. So listen to this. I could not believe that they were actually playing this song. It's been played live before on A tour for that album, but I've never heard it. So let's see if this is it, Kirsty. Oh, wait a minute. Nope, that wasn't it. it <laughs> what okay. was that? I think that was uh, I think that might have been Acacia Avenue. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Here, what? Let me look at my list here. Where is it? Where is it? It's got it. Oh, it must be right here. It must be right here. Okay. Mm, brilliant. Yeah. They play it a little slow here at the beginning, but man, when they kick in. And I thought the guitars sounded better here than they do when you hear live recordings of it. Like they sounded more natural to the sound of the album. Yeah. Let's play it for a second. I couldn't believe it. I, that's when I was like, "Holy crap!" I, I just, I mean, you know, how, what this song means to us, Kirsty.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. That'd be great. I would have come with you if I lived in Texas.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So would Matthew. So, so yeah. Oh,
3: I, I came down there. I didn't live in Texas. <laughs> true.
0: This is true. <laughs> Kirsty, balls in your court.
3: <laughs> hey, what's your what's your excuse, Kirsty?
0: Yeah, he's from Perth. <laughs>
1: That's my excuse. <laughs> no time, money.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so they played caught somewhere in time and like I said, I just I could not believe it. Um they played Aces High after that, which was interesting to be there in the set. And they still opened, they still played it. With the intro music, they didn't, I was hoping they would try to play it, but I remember him telling me that trying to play that song, there's just something tricky about it. He goes, look, there's a reason Iron Maiden has never played it. You know, they've always played the recording and then joined it in, joined into it, not them playing it. So I was like, yeah, I guess he's got a point. So, um, I would love to hear that played live though, by somebody, you know, just like one, two, three, four, dun, 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 and try to play the whole thing. So, uh, the next one they went into was a song. I don't think I've ever heard Iron Maiden play live, but it is, it is, it's either my number one or my number two song off of, uh, Killers. Innocent Exile. Brilliant. Yes. I was very happy to hear that. Uh, they played the number of the beast, you know, which was for some reason, I think I was so excited to hear caught somewhere in time and innocent exile, that I sang along really well with number of the beats. Like I was really into it. (laughs) I was just like,
1: yeah, (laughs) did you record that?
0: Nah, probably not. So, uh, they played hallowed be thy name. And then they closed Matthew.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we thought they were closing with the trooper. So at the end of the trooper, Chris grabs the microphone and says, y'all want to hear one more, which of course we want to hear one more. So Kirstie will be very happy to know that they, and, and my daughter, said this was her favorite song of the night as well when they closed with flight of Icarus. Mm. And I have, I have video of Sarah singing it. I have video of Sarah singing the trooper as well. So that was a lot of fun. So, but we had a, we had a lot of fun. And after the show, uh, the drummer comes out and he's giving drumsticks to people and we're standing there and, and he'd given all the drumsticks away. And Sarah looks at me and goes, man, I wish he would have gave me a drumstick. And I'm like, well, you got to be a little more vocal then you got to say something, you know, Hey, 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 I put your hand up, act like you're interested in it, you know? And he was talking to some people and we just kind of stood there. Cause I was, I was waiting to talk to the the bass player. Cause man, the bass player, he, he, he did a really fantastic job. And you know, there's, there's so many bass parts that are prominent in these songs that I wanted to just say, dude, you really, I could hear him doing the, all these parts. And I'm just like, wow, that's awesome. But I, I was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then, um, the drummer walks over after he got done talking and he looks at me and he goes, Hey, aren't you that podcast guy? You're the guy with the podcast? And I was like, Yeah, that's me. He's like, Ah, cool. Good to Did see you. Do you
1: have your t-shirt on?
0: No, 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 I don't, I can't. I, <laughs> I won't do that. I just can't do that. Um uh, I, I said, yeah, that's me. And he goes, Yeah, hey, well, hey, it's good to see you. Glad, you know, thanks for coming out. I was like, Yeah, cool. Yeah. I really had a good time, man. Me and Sarah had a good time. So he walks off and we're standing there, and Sarah's just kind of looking around. Cause we're just still standing there. I'm waiting for that, uh, the bass player, Pat to get done, you know, putting his stuff up or whatever. And I turn back around and I see the drummer walking toward us and he's got a drumstick in his hand and Sarah's still, she's looking the other direction. And I just, I gave her one good nudge in the, in the uh, ribs and she turns around and he reaches down and she hands it. And, and she was, she just was like, <gasps> like she was so excited that, the drummer came up and gave her a drumstick and uh that's cool (laughs) yeah and so she was very very happy about that I just said dude you just made her night because I knew she wanted one already and uh he was like well very cool very cool he's like thanks for you know I'm glad y'all came out and whatever and you know he walked off and and then at that point the bass player had already left (laughs) so so we you know we kind of walked off and started talking to you know we talked to Chris a little bit he was like man what'd you think about still life (laughs) and then then I had to you know I just said, "Look." I like still life. I said, but I was way more excited when y'all played caught somewhere in time. He goes, really? I said, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I said, Very I'm
1: diplomatic. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate the
0: song. It's 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 not up there on the album for me, but it's like, man, it's still, you know, you're hearing like, I was talking to somebody uh, today that told me they had seen the final frontier tour, right? The one where. There's three or four songs from uh, Brave New World, three or four songs from Dance to Death, three or four songs from A Matter of Life and Death, and then they played the song uh, from... Uh... Wildest Dreams? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah, right. I guess it was. Is that right? Wildest Dreams? I don't remember that.
1: From Final Frontier.
0: I'm thinking. Is that the right tour? The one that opened oh. in Dallas, Matt. You were at the show, right? Yeah. I don't remember him playing... They
3: came out to Wicker Man for that. But and they played. Yeah, there was a lot of well, Brave New World. They played
0: one song though from the new album, right? Didn't yeah, you say? they only played El-, El-, El, Dorado. El Dorado. Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. And but he was talking about that show, and he said I loved it because cause the guy had missed some other Iron Maiden tours. He didn't see Dance of Death, and he didn't see Brave New World, and A Matter of Life and Death. He goes, it was like they were making those tours up for me right there, mm-hmm. and and I was like, you know. It's really, that's really, really cool. I would love to see it too. I said, I said, but at the same time, I'm happy with a set list that includes one song from Brave New World and everything else is classic era too, because we love Iron Maiden. Regardless of what you think by everything we've said on this podcast so far, we all love Iron Maiden here. So. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's why we're here, believe it or not. Believe it or not, and and they're and they're all saying I can't. They're maybe they're too drunk from all the uh, heavy drinking they've had to do to make it through all of that. So.
3: That's your fault. You keep telling everyone yeah. to get a stiff drink.
0: I even told Kirsty that, but she went and got a glass of water. So you know, uh, I
1: think like you're trolling us, Steve, because like if you load us in, mm. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: we're like we we really love our maiden, and you're like right now come on my podcast, say <laughs> bad things about them.
0: No, <laughs> okay, okay. Abs, Abs- so- has rubbed off on you. So let me let me say this, Matthew, Kirsty is saying that I got her to my podcast because she thought I loved Iron Maiden. But Kirsty, what was the first episode that made you want to listen to my podcast? What was it called? Well,
2: no, but this
1: is—I thought it was going to be really um, positive because it was called "The Best of the Worst of Fear of the Dark." The
0: best of the worst, Matt. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: wow, he's found something really good even in the worst songs. That's incredible. I must hear what it is. And
0: I did. I did. I mean, I, yeah, even... it was... <laughs> but you did, it, it, you know, I will say I, I, it's fun. I think if you're at least in my personal opinion, I think if we're doing this, I think it, it's, it's a little more fun to build up some drama. It's a little more fun oh, to, yeah, definitely. you know, if I think if, if we would just went on the list and said, okay, um, uh, my number six is, uh, fear of the dark, Matt, you, what's your number six? Uh, my number three, peace of mind, Kirsty, what's yours? You know, I think it's more fun. It's really, it, it's, 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 I don't know. I just enjoy it's it. Chal- it's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you're not just listening
3: to an album. It's like, okay, you're really judging it, you know, on a own merits and against this, that, and the other. Yeah. yeah. It, it, for me, it made me think differently. So if you hadn't done this and you said, okay, what's the worst Bruce album? I would have said yep. dance it straight away. Yep. But, you know, I went away and listened to it. And you have now I think it's the second worst. Yeah, it's the second worst.
0: Hey, it, it's moved up, Kirsty, just the same as um, Abs' list. Of, Abs
1: moved up the final frontier. <laughs>
0: Good lord! It,
3: by point point three or something. Those or something?
0: rankings, yeah, I, yeah. I was looking at those rankings and I was like, like you said, you said you've got Starblind at like number nine or something.
1: Yeah, and he had the Alchemist number one,
0: uh-huh. which is a
1: fine song. I don't. Yeah. I, I like every song on the album, but
0: yeah. I definitely wouldn't. It was just funny. I think you, did did you tell him your list is like my list upside down or something?
1: No, he said he went back and listened again Uh to our rankings of it. And noticed that his were the opposite of
0: mine. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But yeah.
1: Well, he's dedicated.
0: He really is. He really is. And we appreciate that here. We appreciate that. I'm sure he'll give us his list of the six albums as well. So. Uh,
1: so, and I'm sure it went dance to death on
0: it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> with with all of that said, I mean, we've we've said a lot here. We've went through the thank yous mm-hmm. and what we listened to, and we, you know, got some people drunk, whatever, you know, listening to us uh, make them think that we're hating Iron Maiden when really we've said the exact opposite the whole time. But uh, Matthew, on behalf of myself, on behalf of Kirsty, and on behalf of you, Matthew, the flip flop guru.
3: <laughs> on behalf of Iron Maiden, from Eddie, and the boys.
4: Is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your scene, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance, and yeah. So always look on the bright side of death. I just before you draw your
2: I'm drinking
0: Diet Coke with it's sugar-free. Yeah.
1: I'm yeah. drinking tap water. <laughs>
0: I should be drinking <laughs> tap water. I'm drinking peach nectarine ice. <laughs> <laughs>